There's room for everything in pro wrestling. Lena Brooke should be champion right now. How dare you, sir? That's what that's what you that's what you think, Rob. That's what I think. It doesn't matter what you think. It's whatever at this point. Goldberg's in the Hall of Fame. That made it irrelevant at that point. Are we wrestling nerds or not? No, we're not. We're cool guys. <laughs> and that's the bottom line because Pam and Dave said so. Well, rammer jammer and drop the hammer. It is time to reward some Bammer Awards here tonight on the Bammer Chatter. And guys, welcome to the show. The Bammer goes to all of you for watching this evening. Thank you so much for being a part of this awesome night. Well, 2022 is in our review mirror. 2023 is underway. And that means it's time to look back for one more time in our review mirror and decide what was the best part of what just happened back there and what are we looking most forward to in the front mirror in the future. Or, excuse me, not front mirror, windshield. <laughs> I, 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 I need to go get my car again. That's what I need to do. Uh, but man, I'm excited to have you guys tonight. So right now, I've got to introduce you guys to this awesome panel that I have assembled to help me introduce the Bammer Chatter Awards tonight. First of all, over here to my right, which is this way, um, she is the co-host of the Queens of the Ring podcast, where they discuss breaking news, hot topics, weekly recaps, and whatever else they deem worthy for queens to discuss. She's Bray Wyatt's biggest fan, a proud supporter of the Bullet Club, for life, and she's also the co-creator of Check Your Temperature, and just like Patsy Cline, she's crazy. Welcome back to the Bammer Chatter, my sister from another Mr. Queen Crazy Nikki. How are you this evening, my lady? I'm doing wonderful, other than the news that we just heard, so I'm trying to quell that, and uh, we're going to have some, I'm going to have some controversial choices today. Yeah, it's definitely going to be very interesting in the near future when we see these plans begin to unfold. But uh, I'm I'm holding things in high hope, and hopefully things will sort out the way they need to. Uh, directly. Uh, diagonally down from uh, from me and right below Nikki. He's a football fanatic, a wrestling mark, and a passionate streamer who's always online watching sports or wrestling live on his YouTube channel. Be sure to subscribe and interact with him every time you see the red light shining. Welcome back to the Bammer Chatter, the king of YouTube stream. It's Tino time! Tino, how are you this evening, man? I'm doing good. Thank you for the introduction, man. I appreciate it. You can take that, clip it, and use it anytime you want to. I, I, I just might... <laughs> Let's go. Absolutely. And by the way, Too Sweet Pod, welcome in, man. Good to hear, good to see you there in the chat, man. Absolutely. We want to let you guys uh, talk to us and let you know everything that uh, is going to be happening here tonight directly below me. He's the host of the Apron Butt Podcast, which drops new content every single Wednesday. He covers the best and worst of pro wrestling from the past and the present, covering promotions big and small. Enjoy them all and enjoy the ride as we introduce you to the hardest part of the ring. I affectionately like to call him Pretty Kyle. Kyle, how are you tonight, man? Oh, you're too sweet. Yes, thank you once again for having me. No, too sweet pot in the chat is too sweet. <laughs> Uh, but I appreciate where's, where's that. The, where's the exit button? Uh, but I appreciate. There's a lever on your chair. If you hit, if you pull it hard enough, you'll go through the roof pretty quickly. Right. Yeah. Okay. Hopefully. <laughs> no, but seriously, man, how are you? What, what how's your podcast going this week? Good. Good. Just came back after a little holiday break. Um, it was weird just watching wrestling and not podcasting about it for a while. But uh, what? it was weird. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Very, very interesting and weird. Yeah. I, I'm excited to have you guys tonight. And um, so re- real quick, we hit we hit a couple of hot uh, things on the topic. But let me ask you guys a question in regards to before we started doing these awards on a scale of one to ten in terms of news, debuts, returns, pay-per-view quality, weekly watching on a scale of one to ten, one being worst ever, ten being it can't get better than this. How would you guys rate the year 2022 in the landscape of pro wrestling? Nikki, let me start with you. I'm going to give it a solid seven and a half. Okay. Um, the news was crazy because I felt like we would release an episode and then the next day something would happen. Right. So we could not stay on top Pretty of much. it at all. Um, the returns were amazing, obviously. Um, but the first part of the year was eh, and then it got really good, obviously. Right. That's some old man decided to retire (laughs) whatever uh but yeah seven and a half i feel like that's across the board too um not just wwe but gcw really hit their stride wrestlemania weekend and going forward um and they got their big fight plus deal um impact i feel like was really strong at the beginning of the year with honor no more versus bullet club um yeah seven and a half I can't disagree whatsoever. Over here, uh, Jadis Young says he's going to give it an 8 out of half. Yeah, chat, let me know what you decide and what you think is going to be um, the uh, the ranking for the year. April, what about you? Where are you going to rate last year? I'm going to give it... I, I, I think I would give it an 8 just based on the fact that, I mean, like Nikki said, it seemed like every week some major happening was going on. Plus, I mean, because I'm, I'm personally, I mainly watched the WWE and AEW, but you know gcw impact japan like everything is kind of recovering from covid and it seemed like the wrestling scene all across the world was pretty healthy so um great matt we're spoiled with great wrestling on a weekly basis and uh there's not a lot not much more you can ask for other than that yeah, Jadis, we just talked about that before the show started, about, about whether or not uh, Vince is even going to be able to come back into the company. I do think if he tries, he's going to get a slap from his daughter and a pedigree from her husband. But we will see uh, if that happens to happen. Uh, Tino, let me ask you, what are you going to rate last year? Yeah, I mean, I'm going to rate it an 8. I'm going to agree because I just, everything that happened from the news, from WrestleMania, from it started all all the way at the Royal Rumble last year and it didn't stop at WrestleMania. And then obviously when Triple H came back, we didn't know on a weekly or daily basis who was going to come back. Who was gonna come in? Who was gonna come out? We didn't know what we couldn't. We couldn't. We couldn't look at our phones for two seconds because the debut would happen. I can't tell you how many debuts I actually missed because I was looking at my phone because we were coming out of a commercial break and it just like and there's so much content for us to do. It's great where it's like you know this downtime is good, but then we like like I don't know how you guys feel, but there's sometimes I'm watching it lately and I'm talking like I'm streaming because I'm just so used to doing it and I'm not used to, like you guys said not having time off. But it's good because we got stuff to talk about. And like you guys said, it's all around the whole wrestling world. So yeah, it's great. And I can't wait to see what happens this year. 100% I agree. And Nikki, that was hilarious. Thank you for that. <laughs> uh, Don't even get me started. Okay, guys, I've been here for, what, we're going on half an hour now? Yep. I've been interrupted about 17 times. She's not kidding, by the way. Hour. She's I'm not, not kidding. kidding. <laughs> yeah. It's, yes. So it, yeah. Queens are in high demand. You can't help I it. Am a, I'm a hot commodity. <laughs> and I, I'm going to agree with you guys and say between a seven and a half and an eight, so seven point seven five. Um, I 100 percent agree. The Rumble 
gave me a bad taste in my mouth to kick off the year. It could have been done a lot better than it was. A couple of matches on the card were great. I mean, good grief. When, when Seth hit that shield music and came down in that uniform, I'm like, all right, this year's already great. But then, and the match was great. Uh, and uh, Bobby versus Brock, part of the storyline was great. But the Rumbles themselves, they were both so predictable. I knew what was going to happen, and yeah. so there wasn't much to, you know, to be uh, into that. Elimination Chamber was a good pay per view. I loved WrestleMania Night One. It was so good. Night One was my, maybe as a as a one night versus all the other pay per views of the year. WrestleMania uh, Night One might be my favorite night of the year. Uh, night Two was okay, and then I could just keep going on. SummerSlam was a great pay per view. Uh, Extreme Rules was the best Extreme Rules I think I've seen in a decade, and so there was a lot of great moments. And a lot of it can be attributed to Triple H taking over. AEW had some good pay-per-views this year. Uh, Revolution was pretty good. All Out was great. I loved Full Gear. And I went into it with low expectations. Full Gear very su- surprised me uh, in a big way. And like you guys said, great matches with Impact. And um, a lot of great returns. And breaking news every single week, it seemed like. And yeah, so a lot of a lot of these things we're talking about are going to end up in... Um, uh, the awards tonight. And so, guys, we have 10 awards that we're going to uh, give out this evening. And how this is going to work is I have over here on the side of the screen that you can't see, and that's on purpose, I have my uh, three choices for that award. I'm going to withhold those and let these guys talk about what they think should be the result for that award. So whether it's the match of the year, the male superstar of the year, the female superstar of the year, breakout of the year, moment of the year, whatever it is, I'm going to let them tell me what theirs was and why and then I definitely want you guys in the chat to type and tell me what your uh, choice for that is and then after hearing everything I'm going to make my decision and that's and so you guys in a way do sway me but in the same way it might be just confirming what I already know so uh, we will so we will see what that is and I'm not and uh, and basically you kind of keep personal score if your uh, choice got picked Boost your ego tonight for a little bit. Have a little fun with that. Uh, if it didn't get picked, then let the debates begin. And I would love to hear why you guys think I'm dead wrong in that. And that's in the chat and on Twitter and anywhere you guys want to. And if you guys never want to come back on the show as panel guest again, I'm okay with that too. No, please don't do that. <laughs> please don't do that. Please don't do that. No, we got, we got some big stuff coming up this year, and I want you guys not to miss out on it. So, yeah, so what we're going to do is we're going to start with where everybody has to start when they get into this business, and that's they got to break out. So the breakout star of the year. I want to ask you guys right now, what do you think in terms of the... Okay, and here's what I'm calling a breakout. They may have already been in the business, but they finally became a talked about on a weekly basis name or started having the moment where you're like, okay, now I can take this person seriously. It looks like they're getting pushed or they're getting traction or they're actually going to be not a jobber anymore or they're not going to be on the back burner anymore. They've officially broken through that ceiling from the lower card up into the mid card. They are breaking out and they are on their way to being successful. Queen Nikki, let me start with you. Who did you select as the breakout of the year for this year? I already know that there's there's going to be... I have an honorary mention because my choice is kind of obscure. It's a little obscure, but I feel like it's mighty deserved. Okay. Um, and that is Speedball Mike Bailey. Ooh, okay. Yes. Um, Speedball Mike Bailey was the MVP of WrestleMania Weekend. 14 matches in about 70 hours. Wow. I believe. 
That's Ricky Morton level stuff right there. <laughs> it is. He's the MVP of the weekend. He's incredible. I feel like people finally, especially with being in Impact and GCW, making appearances there, um, Speedball Mike Bailey finally got some traction. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he's been there, but this year he's finally getting recognized. Um, he was X Division champion. And I just think Speedball Mike Bailey. My honorable mention, though, I feel like everybody's going to choose him, Solo Sokoa. <laughs> Solo Sokoa is a great choice, absolutely. Tino, who's your breakout of the year? I mean, honestly, I feel like the person that has been, I feel like that kind of deserves it, he's kind of proven it lately, is Austin Theory. I mean, the way he was there and the way he is, he kind of went from being the protege of Vince McMahon and holding the egg and all that weird stuff and then winning money in the bank and everything happened like that. I feel like he ended the year off great that I can't wait to see what 2023 happens. And him being the United States champion just the last few weeks, I've just really enjoyed everything he's doing with Seth and everything that I think that he's just got a bright future and he really... Throughout the whole year, he was a part of Money in the Bank. I've just every all year he was a part of it, and like you guys said, Solo is a great one too. And you know, so but I'm gonna go Austin Theory all the way with that one. Best, I guess A Town Down. A <laughs> Town Down. I'm gonna say Jadis. You, ha- you had a couple of choices here that I'm like uh, they broke out a long time ago. But L.A. Knight is not a bad choice if you're gonna settle yeah. on L.A. Knight. I'll give you that. Although he did have a great run in Impact, and then he had a great run in the NWA, so he's not really. He's not really new by any means, but in the in the yeah. WWE, I would say he's officially broken out now as part of the main roster. Kyle, what about you? Yeah, yeah for me, I would say the breakout star is Jamie Hayter because not just a bad pick. Where she started in AEW, the early days of AEW, she was such she wasn't on the radar at all. She was very much a back not I wouldn't say a jobber, but kind of. And, you know, she went, I guess the COVID happened. She couldn't wrestle in AEW in the United States, whatever the story is. Right. But she came back, completely reinvented herself and was the heavy for Brit for a while. And then just in such a short amount of time, she got organic fan support, became the women's champion and has really injected life into the women's division in AEW. And that was kind of because I, I had a bunch of honorable mentions, but the fact that she's bringing like elevating a division that really needs it is kind of the tipping point for me is what makes her the the most uh deserving to be the breakout star of the year in my opinion yeah uh, i I will say two of the names you guys mentioned were in my list of possible choices but nobody named the one that i'm just sorry i can't this pains me and i really did not want to say this but i cannot deny this dude absolutely shocked me blew my mind and just took the internet and the wwe universe by storm my breakout star of the year unfortunately that's got to be logan paul I, I, I'm sorry. I, 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 the way he went from literally a what if I did this to by match three having one of the most viral moments of the year with that frog splash and the cell phone and every match he was in tag match and two singles matches they were all great. He didn't have a bad match all year and I know I, people are gonna give me a lot of flack for that. But if you really think about going from a had never wrestled before to by the end of the year, everybody cannot wait to see what his next match is going to look like. I have to go Logan Paul for this year. I'm sorry, guys. But Austin Theory was in that list, and the other one y'all didn't mention that I almost picked was Roxanne Perez. Yeah. I thought about her, too. Yeah. I think she's still There's so gaining many. traction. I feel like she's 
won a bunch of things, but not a lot has mattered so, so far. So you're saying she's in your front window of your car. Mm, there she <laughs> <Yeah>. is. Yeah. <laughs> the only reason why, honestly, I didn't pick it is because she's already been established and been a Ring of Honor champion. So, you know, it's even at such a young age, she's done it for four years now. So... Well, I, uh, I was going to say, she is only 22. One. 22. One. 21. Yeah, 21. So turning 22. So. It's nuts. I, there's, uh, there's still a lot going on. The future is so bright for women's wrestling. We got her. We got Cora Jade, who's 22, I think. Mm-hmm. Good grief. Uh, Jordan Grace is 26 years old. Rhea 26. Randy Rhea Ripley is 26. Bianca Belair is only like 31. The, the future is so bright wow. for these women. I'm so excited to see that uh, what's going to happen here in the near future. 100. Um, percent And uh, fun fact on that, um, I, I wanted to call in yesterday and ask Mickey James this question, but I think I found her successor. I don't think they'll ever have a match, but I'm getting serious Mickey James vibes from Fallon Henley. Yes. yes. I was I was literally thinking that on Tuesday. I was like, yes. I, I, yeah. I, I there's yeah. there's a vacuum in the wrestling world for that style. And I feel like Valen's like, I'll catch that mantle. I'll take it. I guess so, so. yeah. Is it just because she wears denim and flannel? Well that is she's got the southern sass and she's got the she's got a very similar style and similar body type and um if she now if she comes out to hardcore country I'll I'll be like no 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 that's yeah, a little no. too much but but no, I just I mean the, who knows they might re-gimmick her she may be sh- clean shaven and wearing you know black spandex next week who knows but I hope not Does she have a beard now no, I was gonna say wait. <laughs> Gee, I, I, I mean, clean shaven in terms of her head, hey, her hair is gone. Whatever, uh, clean her hair. No, no anyway, anyway, all right. Next, next award we're gonna give out tonight: most improved of the year. So, who from January first to December thirty first made the biggest stride and improvement, going from low card to upper card, going from obscure to to um, to noticeable, going from terrible on the mic to great on the mic, terrible in the ring to great in the ring overall. Whatever, who's the most improved star of this year? This time, Tino, I want to start with you. Uh, why? Oh, why you got to start with me on this one, Dan? <laughs> I was trying to think about this one for a second. Okay, then, Apron, let me start with you. <laughs> I'd rather, I'd rather Tino be on the spot. Um, I, yeah, I'll go first. Um, for me, it's uh, Rhea Ripley, for sure. Not she a bad pick. Completely lost when she first got to the main roster. Just no direction. Her promos, like, she didn't believe anything she was saying, and it really translated through the screen. But as soon as Judgment Day came along, man, she's become a star just like that. She has this aura about her that, I mean, she already, she's always had the size and all that stuff, obviously, but now she feels complete. She feels like she's finally found that character that she's been desperately looking for and looking forward to uh, seeing more of her, more of her in matches, more of her in the title scene and stuff like that. But I think she's in a good spot right now. Tina, what are you paying this Jadis guy? He said you're the yeah. <laughs> most <Yeah>. impressive. <laughs> Is that yes, your burner account? <laughs> yeah, I, no, no, he, he's he's a regular on my stream. He's oh, okay, gotcha. Oh, okay. Well, welcome in, man. I was trying to send it out to everybody that comes into my stream to put it on the community. Absolutely, well, Jadis, man. Thanks for interacting with us, man. Make sure you subscribe and follow. I want to keep coming back. I'd love to have you, man. I've been telling people all week that I've been coming on the show, so they were trying to you know get all the followers for you guys. And then he picked Shotzi, which is not a bad pick. Shotzi had a good year. Yeah. 
There's somebody I'm thinking. Could have been better. Like, Could have been better. It's on like the tip of my tongue, but I can't think of it. And then as soon as we're going to talk about it, I'm going to be like, that's who it was. And I can't. You want me to skip that. you again? Yeah. All right. I'm back All right. I'm All right. So bad. All right, Nate. All right, Nikki. Go ahead. And Jadis, thank you for subscribing, man. I appreciate it. Follow me on Twitch I too. I have a controversial pick. Okay. Because it's been six months, not a year, for this person. It is Dominic Mysterio. Wow. Oh my God. Dominic is freaking hilarious now. Apparently, oh all we had to do is have him kick his dad and Edge right square in the balls, and he's hilarious. Now I got to put an E next to this stream. <laughs> oh, <laughs> also, honorable mention if everybody thinks that's too controversial, Liv. Liv Morgan. Ben, Liv Morgan was a good pick. That's who it was. That's who it was. But Dominic. Money in the bags from Smackdown Women's Champion. Yeah, that's a pretty big jump. You're Dominic's right. He's done it in six months. All right, Tino, is Liv your pick, too? Uh, Liv was, but I want to give another one because I, I feel bad that I've skipped around the whole entire time because it's one of those things. Okay. But I want to – I'm, I'm going to go with because I'm looking at the raw. I really don't remember who the heck it was that I was thinking of. But I'm going to go with Cora. I guess I'll go with Cora because she did come and she did kind of – she was the little skater. She's coming out with the skateboard. And I feel like when she turned heel – I feel like she finally really did get up and come and get to the main and finally feel real. I was going to say Liv, Liv was my one because I feel like we've been watching Liv since the pink hair when she debuted with Riot Squad and coming out with the blue tongue and everything. And yep. when she turned, when she won Money in the Bank, having that night of Money in the Bank, yes, it might not have been everybody's favorite run, but she'll always have that night and everything. So I'm going to I'm gonna say, I'm going to go with Cora, but yeah, Liv was the one I was thinking of. I just... Uh, yeah, I should have wrote all these down. <laughs> yep, I have. I guess I should have done my homework. <laughs> I have. I definitely had live on my list. Um, uh, the, man, th those are all great picks. One hundred percent. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna sign off on Mia yet, man. She, she. I'm glad she's back, but and I'm glad she had some good moments in Impact, but I'm not ready to sign off on her as most improved. Aaliyah, no. uh, all, all she did was win a match in three seventeen. That's she's all she did. Been had. there for like nine years. I know, and she's still I watched her puke live. Yep. <laughs> yep. Uh, I, I, I really. Y'all are almost persuading me to pick Liv, but I'm going to have to stick to my guns again on this one. My most improved of the year that I truly think, it's 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 unfortunate the way things are right now, but I hope and pray they can find a way to resolve things and give her a chance to come back and catch the mantle that Trish Stratus is going to give her. i got to go Mandy Rose. That's Manny Rose went from being a somewhat okay wrestler to literally pushing the NXT women's division on her back and and now having officially the longest NXT women's title run in history. I can't I can't deny that that girl said I'm not going to just be a a uh, a pretty face, and I'm not just going to be someone who reinvented themselves in NXT. I'm going to be better than anybody else on this NXT women's roster, and Mandy Rose did that. So I have to, I have to give her the flowers and say she's the most improved. Give her and the she rose. Made a million dollars. Oh, it's a bouquet of roses for sure. Yeah. Well, she can buy a lot of roses we, with that million dollars. Yeah. Yeah. One hundred percent. Now, let me give you guys. Let me ask you guys this question. Is she just finally said, you know what, I found a revenue stream or I don't have to put my body on the line, or are we ever going to see her back in the ring again? Pencil hire her back. Um, oh, she's, 
<laughs> well, yeah, miserable attempt. But like, why would she want to go do that when she can make a million dollars in a month? Uh, I mean, it's why. And like, not having to no, take bumps. Not have to take bumps. Not have to listen to Vince. Not have to listen to Sean A. Sean Michaels. Not have to listen to anybody. She could just do what she wants to do. And who knows? She could go take independent bookings if she wants. Because she you know how many people would show up? She's there a lot. Yep. Now, she, I don't think she's going to sign anywhere. But I feel no. like she could take independent bookings. Yep. You never know. Absolutely. All right. Next category. Promo of the year. So who grabbed that mic and shocked the world, shook the landscape, and everybody said, wow, I dare anybody to top that on the microphone this year. Who had the promo of the year? Apron? So I was thinking about this, and there were a lot of good like monologues, but I think a, a good promo is a good back and forth between two people. And for me, the best one this year was uh, from Raw, August 15th. Kevin Owens and Drew McIntyre. Oh yes, in the build to Clash of the Castle. Um, this is you know fresh after Triple H took over. So mm-hmm. there were some things fly that we hadn't seen previously. It was just it, it re- rejuvenated. This is when he basically re- brought back the prize fighter gimmick, and he was going back like, yeah, the past few years I've been just having fun, but I'm I'm here to be the prize fighter to win titles. I'm gonna, I want the new Kevin Owens. Yep. Then him and Drew had a whole back and forth. Like Drew was the chosen one, and Kevin, it was a whole thing. But it was it just felt so organic, and the passion felt real. And then it translated to a great match afterwards. And then Kevin Owens had so much more momentum, which he's still kind of riding on. Drew had a you know he's again building up to his match with Roman at Clash was really good before Kevin Owens even came out. So that whole segment was great, and um, definitely my favorite of the year. That's a great pick. I'm going to go to reverse order this time. Tino, who gave the promo of the year? I feel like, because I actually have, I, I think MJF gave the promo of the year, the one when he went off and he just went berserk. On fire me, Tony. Head. Fire me. Yes, that, <laughs> yeah. It was yeah. beautiful. Yes, that, I think that one was great. But if you want to talk about back and forth, too, I think the Gunther and Sheamus one where we had the Brawling Brutes and Imperium fighting like each that. other and stuff, and they were like, next to each other and those two just weren't moving it just it just told so much <laughs> and there was like, nothing, like you know there was really nothing said between those guys yep. i just thought that the the, the, the the build the clash of the castle i feel like it was just great like yeah all everything around it but yeah those were mine two i guess two promos of the year awesome nikki promo of the year I have two, and okay. one is one is unofficial. So I mean, it doesn't really count. But mm-hmm. uh, the first one is my official, and it is Seth and Riddle in the video pre-tape back and forth. Yes, Seth oh, I forgot yes. about that. One. Was talking about how Riddle's That's a terrible right. father because I feel like he's needed to hear that for many years. Mm. So I'm glad somebody said it, and we got f bombs. That was great. Beautiful. Um. My unofficial one, though, is CM Punk sitting there saying that he was working for people who couldn't manage a target. Because oh. I feel like we've all been there. I feel like oh. we've all been there. Was that a promo, though? I'm calling it a promo. <laughs> I would say it's a promo. Okay. That's a, you know what? Was it talking on a screen and we all saw it? Absolutely. All right. And if that qualifies, it it, yeah. 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 I would say right now, I don't watch AEW. I, I have principles. Right. But that was incredible. What's that supposed to mean? <laughs> you have your principles. <laughs> I don't cross picket lines. Uh, 
Oh, I, I get it. I get it. All right. Um, I am going to. Um, oh, uh, yeah. And you guys had some good ones over here. Uh, Two Sweet Pots said MGF's origin story and CM Punk's feud about being bullied as a Jewish boy. Yeah, that was good. He sucked us all in. That was a very good moment, 100%. Yeah. Um, and then uh, Jadis uh, said, What about Kevin and Ezekiel? <laughs> Yeah, I, that was not they. They made crap into clay with that. That that was not a bad. That was that was. I was just blown away. They were able to do it. Um, this is what I love though is they have it going now that he's Elias still. Like yeah. Kevin literally was like, <laughs> yes, what? He's still like me. What, what about Seth? Where he's like, Seth is like, I don't remember. Yeah, what are you talking about, Kevin? Moments? And Kevin's yeah. like, what, what you, you don't remember about? that. And then Seth remember? finally remembers. Oh, like, stage. He's like, yeah. you looked really good when you did it, and he's like. Yeah, I probably did do it then. Yeah, yeah, 100%. <laughs> yeah. You guys had some good ones. Uh, I, honorable mention, I loved uh, Dax Harwood talking about his eight, his eight-year-old daughter fight like a girl. Uh, that was that was a great promo. Got me got me emotional, 100%. I had MJF's Fire Me on that list. That was a tough one. But the one that gave the most visceral reaction from me, where literally I sat up on the edge of my seat and went, uh-uh, that did not just happen. When Jay Uso said, I don't give a dang what the tribal chief said, and Roman's face popped up, and then he's and then and then Sammy officially coined the phrase, he's just not feeling Usi right now. And 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 they broke for a solid minute. And, and Paul Heyman's over there like, oh crap, I gotta recover this. I gotta recover this. I'm sorry. That to me is one of the best moments in the history of SmackDown, not to mention arguably one of the best moments in the bloodline story because it was so real and and, and, it, and that was the moment honestly I believe that catapulted Sami Zayn into you know this guy cannot be denied anymore if he could have this reaction out of these guys and have this reaction especially out of Paul out of Roman then he's on the top of his A game right now so the UC promo will forever live in infamy and to me when I look back on 2022 that's probably going to be one of the first things I think of because that was such a visceral great moment and I, I'm telling you I woke my daughter up the moment Jay said that I went oh no and Lucy went what daddy what <laughs> so so right, so right there. That's all I needed to know. So Usi is definitely the uh, promo of the year for me. All right, next one. I think this one may be a little easier, but you guys might shock me. Who was the faction of the year? Oh, this is a hot take. Okay, then Nikki, I'm gonna start with you. Give us your hot take. <laughs> Don't say Bullet Club. Don't say like do not say the, say the Bullet Club. Do not say the Bullet Club. Oh no. 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 God no. <laughs> Did you see what happened? Like it's terrible. They need to bring back what's his face, uh, Harold. Jeff Jarrett. Oh, Harold. <laughs> Harold booked them right. right. Anyway, um, my faction of the year is not from WWE. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Mm-hmm. Um, it is Honor No More. That's not a bad pick. I thought about them. Um, they had some incredible matches. They had faction warfare. With Bullet Club versus Honor No More back when, Gal- you know, the only Bullet Club that mattered this year was the Impact one. Right. So that happened. That match was incredible. Um, it elevated every member of the of that faction. PCO went, went for the Impact title. 
Um, Vincent is now probably going to be in the Wyatt Six. You have the Kingdom in AEW, which I'm sure when Ring of Honor starts, they'll get their their flowers. But that promo work and everything, people hated them. Yeah. And that, yeah, my honorable mention though was Judgment Day. Yep, they've had they've had a breakout year for sure. Yes. Tino, faction of the year. I mean, obviously, we all know the easy answer is the bloodline. But I mean, I feel like one of the one of the the teams that did come out of nowhere is the Brawling Brutes. I feel like the Brawling Brutes really started off, and they were they really people really didn't like. That's them. a good just take. Like, just like Judgment Day, they were kind of like you know we were kind of iffy at them at first. And I feel like Judgment Day has gotten over a lot. The Imperium with the Brawling Brutes was great and everything. So you know, we obviously know the easy answer is the bloodline. There's no question about that. But I think the Brawling Brutes from beginning to end of the year were great, and they're going to be another one. The I mean, and you know, and that's the other thing. Like with them, like I've gotten used to the Butch name, so it's like you know, like I remember that was a big thing. But at this point, you know, so I'm going to go Brutes. I'm going to say that by the end of WrestleMania, we will call him Pete Dunn again. He's already got his he's already got his hair back, and he's got his leotard back. So it's just a matter of time. I think it's coming. It's rotating unless somebody gets back in that chair. Oh my gosh! Um, yeah, Jadis, that's a that's a tag team. Liv and Rhea were a yeah. tag team. They weren't really a faction. Liv, yeah, yeah. To, I was gonna say live live for brutality lives on, but okay, well, okay, okay. Well, well, then let me ask you guys this, because hey, I want to I want to say, are the New Day a Freebird tag team or are they truly a faction? Oh, they're both. You yeah, be both. I'd say they're you both. Have, uh, the definition of a faction is three or more. Yeah. So a tag team can't be a faction. But you can't have a Freebird tag team be a faction. But see, that's funny because I don't think of the Fabulous Freebirds as a faction. I think of them as a tag team. They're officially a faction. They're on the greatest faction, say they're a faction list. Hmm. So, yeah. I mean, pop, pop, pop. Same with the Four Horsemen. They're Call me old-fashioned, but a faction to me is someone that's in a singles run and then there's a tag team attached to them. To me, that's a faction. But, oh, well. Mm-hmm. Eh. Yeah. 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 The official definition <laughs> is three or more. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I'm fine with it. Uh, apron. Do I have to be the guy that says the bloodline? I mean, I didn't. <laughs> I, when I was going, when I was picking all these awards, I didn't want to pick the easy answer. I'm waiting on you, I Kyle. Didn't... I'm waiting on you. Oh, sorry. sorry. Thank you. Because <laughs> I'm picking the bloodline too. But go ahead and yeah. back me up, wine. <laughs> they're just. I mean, they're the hot from January to December. They were the hottest faction, the hottest storyline, and the biggest company in the world. So, but I will say though, had Sami Zayn not interjected himself yeah. in it, I don't think they would have been faction of the year. I think he's been very because they That's, were getting yes. a little stale. They were stale. At a certain point, but they have been rejuvenated, and I mean Roman just holding the top title and all, all like the inner, you know, rivalries yeah. within the bloodline and how that's like war games and all yeah. that stuff. I think um, top faction. I do like Honor No More as an option. Um, they did have like kind of a Nexus vibe early on because I was, I've, I've been in and out of Impact, but right. Um, but other than that, I couldn't think of a, a second place. Even I, th- I feel like the bloodline just so far above everybody else. Yeah, I, I had uh, the Blackpool Combat Club because they had a hot first seven months until okay. that stop started yeah. breaking down a little bit. And then I, because of what I said with Mandy, I had Toxic Attraction. They were you know one they were they were the center they were the centerpiece of NXT a lot of the year before that stuff started going downhill. And we knew okay, it's a matter of time they're about to all lose their titles. But um, but yeah, the bloodline for me was 
was the was the no question. It would have been a argument for me if all that had happened this year is Roman had kept winning and the, and the Usos had won the undisputed tag team belts and had held them until the end of the year. But then when you introduce Solo and you introduce Sammy, it's over the hill now. I can't I can't I can't put up an argument for anybody else that had more must see moments and literally is the only true reason to watch SmackDown is the bloodline right now. I'm sorry. Now, now that Charlotte's back, we'll see what kind of turn this women's division takes. The tag team division has been good, but again, it's been centered around the, you know, the um, you know, the the personal feuds between like Sheamus and uh um and um and Gunther or between, you know, uh the Bloodline and them. So the Bloodline's half involved with all these tag team robberies too. It's only been really the last couple months that other stuff's been happening. So it'll be interesting to see in 2023 if and when any of these belts get dropped what the bloodline begins to look like so we will see uh what's going to happen there but i agree with you kyle you pick you pick my pick the bloodline was the faction of the year now let's go rivalry of the year all right so what what story what feud what two characters had such an animosity that it had printed it on you and when you think of the year 2022 that was the year that so and so and so and so just could not stand each other and gave me some very powerful memories that I'm never going to forget Queen Nikki what was the rivalry of this year I feel sick to say it but Cody versus Seth good pick I mean they had three matches I'm sure the fourth will be eventually but um i mean all three of those matches felt big there was never a moment in that feud where i was like "Mm, eh." it it felt big they made it feel incredible and then obviously hell in a cell happened and i don't think anybody will ever forget when he took that jacket off (laughs) and seth is just standing there in his black and yellow polka dots just stare it it was like poetic it was it was it was was. yeah i mean i'll I'll talk more about it here in a minute probably because i think it's definitely my number one or two i'm still i'm 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 torn on this one guys y'all i'm on the fence on this one but the thing the way the reason i'll give that one the credence already is the way they went from zero to 100 as fast as they did it escalated so quick and that that that's that speaks to the two guys so it's props to the two of them for able to do that. Apron, rivalry of the year. So Seth and Cody was my number two. Okay. And the only reason it wasn't number one for me is because it was incredibly one-sided. Like at no point did I feel like Cody was in peril. I mean, outside of obviously him having a torn peck in Hell in a Cell, but that wasn't done by Seth. Right. That was self-inflicted. Yeah. Seth, it always felt like the Cody show with Seth. Yeah, they had great matches, no doubt. But again, now we'll say now we'll say week to week on Raw, Seth got the drop on him most of the time. But yeah. still, yeah. it wasn't. Personally, I don't really remember anything about. <laughs> that to it. Maybe that's, that's my you know whatever. Yeah. But um, but for me, number one is MJF versus CM Punk because not only I mean the week to week stuff, the promo battles were on point. They had the match on Dynamite, which was great. Then they had the dog collar match, which was awesome. And again, it was more of a back and forth, I feel like, than Seth and Cody, in my opinion. And their matches felt epic as well. I mean, from a promo standpoint and a build-up standpoint, it was kind of a dream scenario. Right. Like a generational-type feud. And um, again, yeah, the, the culmination into the dog collar match was awesome. 
Um, yeah, that, that's kind of my reasoning for that. Very good take. That's on my list as well. That's one of the ones I'm wrestling with. Tino, rivalry of the year. What was it? Well, I, I actually had uh, Cody Rhodes and Seth Rollins because I was actually at Hell in a Cell live in Chicago. And when he took off his jacket and did all that, just live was just like, and I don't know. So I'm still trying to figure out how he wrestled and rewatching it back and everything like that. And MJF and CM Punk was, in, was my other one. But my third one was Seth and Riddle. We talked about the the promo and everything like that. I loved what everything did. And Riddle's another one I feel like throughout the year, like, you know, like he was with RKO and he was kind of funny and, you know, he was doing this and that. But I feel like when he wrestled Seth and everything, he felt more like he could possibly be a uh, main champion in the future with just like everything that he did. And, you know, obviously they have to write, they had to write him off with everything and do that. But I think once he comes back and everything, he could be a great one. And just every, with the fight pit and everything, I know the match didn't turn out exactly how they wanted, yeah. but the build up and everything to it was just great. And the promos. So Seth and Riddle were one of my favorites, but yeah, Punk and MJF and then Cody and Seth were my one and two. And uh, Jadis had a question for us. Do you guys think that uh, Vince was the one who introduced Sammy into the bloodline? I think Sammy put himself in, and I think he earned yeah. it. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I, I don't think it was supposed to be a long-term thing. No, no. Oh, let's do this for a week. But then it I was going to say it was supposed to be a joke, and then yeah, obviously what happened happened, and Hunter's like, Let's run with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He cha- he changed a lot of minds because there's been there's been rumors and speculation that Paul Heyman doesn't like him, but apparently that's changed. <laughs> so yeah, because he would not be in the, anywhere near the story if Paul Heyman didn't trust him. No, so uh, so I, I agree with that. And then he said, "Would Sammy and Jay be a good consideration?" Yes, it would be. They had yeah, a fun back. Yeah. In, now, granted, they never really locked up and had a match, but it was but it was definitely a behind the scenes good uh, add on to the rivalry. The reason this one was. T- tough for me guys is because there really wasn't a true long-term feud everybody kept getting hurt or, or, or things kept yeah. shifting and changing and i mean even the mjf cm punk feud it culminated in february because it started like in august you know what i mean of last year right. so it was it's it's really you know it was really hard to pick it but having said all of that i it came down to three for me and you guys have actually i'm gonna let you bring the tiebreaker on this it came down to either becky and bianca because both of their matches this year were incredible or it came down to cm punk and mjf because i definitely agree with you the the rivalry and the promo battles they had even in the first eight eight weeks of the year were incredible but from beginning to end and the lingering effects of it and the fact that they're still referencing it to fuel this year it's cody and seth for me it is. It's just going to barely break the notch, barely go above and get the win here. But, I mean, th- this was literally, if we're splitting this pie into three pieces, this one won at like 36%. You know what I mean? It like barely got over that third to, to win it. But I'm only going to say it because I saw the beginning of it, I saw the culmination of it, and there's a chance it could still be reignited. So that's that's enough for me to, put, to make it as big. All right. All right. Good, go- good job, guys. Next one. I think we're I think we're halfway through now. Next one, tag team of the year. So, what tag team? Twenty twenty two. This was their year. Tino. Well, I mean, we've been. I mean, I feel like we could say the Usos because the Usos were the tag team. They were the ones. They were. Yeah, we the ones. We the ones. 
Dang, I, I would dang. What the heck? I was hoping for the <laughs> Ooh. She said no. But no, I mean, I think, so, I mean, they literally. Talk. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Everybody left me hanging. I thought you were, I thought you were reacting to her. I'm like, ooh. I was like, oh. Okay. Th- or you I was like, what? Did some, did Vince come back while you're on here? What? <laughs> Fun fact. I, I finally got to listen to their song uninterrupted with no crowd noise or anything the other day. I, the way their words are in their music, I didn't know it was saying down since day one. <laughs> I, I, I didn't know that's what they were saying. It took me a while. I was like, uh, yeah, because what you think they were saying? Uh, um, I don't even. I can't even tell you. <laughs> I can't even. Noises, like yeah. a mumble rap is a thing. Because they came out doing the whole tribal stomp and everything. So I was like, maybe they maybe it's some kind of language I don't know. But anyway, throwback. yeah, throwback. Anyway, but go ahead, Tina. <laughs> So the Usos are one of my ones that I think, you know, they were the Raw, SmackDown, Undisputed Tag Team Champions, beat everybody they did and still are the champions. I really hope Kevin and Sammy somehow some find a way to be, and that's what the match is at Mania, possibly. But I also want to give some credit to the Acclaim, because the Acclaim are the Tag Team champi- Champions, scissor me, they were, you know, there's everything that's gotten over with Billy Gunn and everything. I've loved everything. The raps are great every week, so uh, those are Oh, great. he lit Jeff up last night. I was, I, I was like, dang, go. All, the, all the ones that Jeff are great, especially. Uh, just, it, I don't know, but those those are mine. Are we really going to see Karen Angle on AEW television now? Probably. I hope. Uh, oh, <laughs> man. Which means then we're going to have to see Kurt Angle at some point. Uh, I, uh, I just I just don't want this to... I don't want TNA to be revisited on BW. Oh, I know it is. I know. Okay, I'll make... The, okay, there's one exception. If we see FTR in the Motor City... I mean, uh, Beer Money in the Motor City Machine Guns again, I'm okay with that. But other than that, no. <laughs> I don't want to see any more rivalries renewed. Uh, not, not, not in the mood for that. All right, but so you're picking the Usos or the Acclaimed? Yeah, so yeah. Okay. All right. Apron? Gotta go with the team of FTR Bald and FTR Hair. That, <laughs> that duo. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> no, yeah, FTR, I mean, that's just. I mean, the matches speak for themselves. The the, the breadth of success they've had because they've done stuff on AEW, but they've had great matches in Ring of Honor with the Briscoes. They've done stuff in AAA and New Japan. Yep, they've just been consistently great all year. And Usos, I mean, they were my number two, but Usos have felt less like a tag team and more like an element Honestly. of a faction to me personally. Yeah. Um, although they they did a lot of great Good stuff, point. they had a lot of great matches. But to me, FTR and just I think it was more substance with them um, match wise, and you know, like you mentioned the Dax promo uh, earlier, so they've had a lot of good character and feud stuff. So FTR for me wins this one. Nikki, I have to agree. FTR, FTR, seven for stars sure. or eight stars, whatever many stars. Yeah, is. seven stars. Uh, <laughs> Seven stars. Seven stars. Yeah. Seven stars. Um, my second choice, though, was the Briscoes. Um, their work, if, I mean... Can we please uncancel them? Can we please uncancel well, them? Well, okay, I talked to Effie, and he said they are officially uncancelled in his book. So, uh, um, which, that is my yeah. third choice, was I can't say the word on this show, but Effie and Allie Ketch for my third choice. But, um, anyway... FTR, they did amazing work in New Japan. They were amazing against the Briscoes. 
you can't top it. I feel like the Usos, I agree, the Usos became just a part of the bloodline. They were just yeah. there. But it, they really, and I know you're going to hate it. I They need to break the belts up. Oh, like, yeah, for sure. They need to break the belts up. Never. Yeah, it's, they do. Never. It's yeah, they, they do. It's never. Awful. Never. Um, never. But again, for the Briscoes, they're my number two because they are having their redemption arc right now. It's been 10 years since all that went down and they're having their redemption arc. And if you watch them, you know, on GCW's Art of War games, that match was incredible. Their matches in GCW were better than some of their matches in Ring of Honor at the tail end of Ring of Honor. Mm-hmm. So that would be my one and two is FTR and the Briscoes. Great picks all around. Great picks all around. I will say it speaks volumes of the work of the bloodline that the Usos literally are not far behind Roman in terms of <laughs> they're the ones. So, I mean, Roman's, Roman's still the centerpiece, no argument whatsoever. But the way that when the, when the Usos' music hits, it's almost as loud as when Roman's music hits. The, people love to see them now. That speaks volumes of how good they are. So, the Usos were my number three. No question they were my number three. Especially as far as they've come, like I like I, I'm one of those where I like going back and watching. Sometimes yeah. when I watch all the old stuff, seeing them with like the face paint and everything, yeah. where they're at now is just so cool. Yeah, you know? I, I I definitely think it's it's not hard to argue that they very well may go down as the greatest tag team of all time. FTR is pretty close though. FTR is FTR was my number two of the year. Having the three belts as long as they did, if they had also had a chance to. To win AEW's tag team titles, they would have won this hands down. They would have absolutely yeah. won this. I, it, I, it kills me, and I'm pissed about it every time I see them without those belts because they need that we're wearing them right now. How we could settle this? We could always have the Usos versus FTR in the not so distant future. Why not bring it on? It bring would back be great. the uh, what was it? Usi cream. Usi hot. I love it. And, and making fun of the fact that uh, Cash shaves Dax's back, which I was like. That's actually helpful. <laughs> Why are we making that. fun of this? They're friends. Nothing wrong with that. They're tag. They're they're tag team brothers. You're supposed to do that stuff for each other. Yeah. Exactly. Gosh. Davon taught Bubba how to speak. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Yeah. You have to do that. But uh, in terms of tag team of the year, this was their year. For the simple fact of, by the beginning of the year, they were hated. About midway through the year, fans couldn't get enough of them. By the middle of the fall, if they don't hurry up and put the belts on these people, we riot. I'm sorry, but the tag team of 2022, Scissor Me Tony Time! <laughs> oh my gosh. It, it, it was, it's the acclaimed. It's the acclaimed. I'm sorry. I I could not believe how much these two guys captured me. It was hilarious. The promo segment, the appreciation night, the the huge double scissors, and 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 the and oh when they came, I love her. I love your face. When they came out with I love scissoring. I know when they came out with those foam fingers. I was like, okay, in a month they're gonna be everywhere. They're going to be everywhere. Everybody in the world's going to have those things. It, it is. They get. They yeah. get arenas chanting "Scissor me, Daddy." Yes, That's a testament to that. There. Yeah. Uh, no, yeah. No, I mean, a testament is. Yeah, whatever you want to call it. But I mean, I, I, they're not my favorite tag team. I don't think they're going to ever be the in the in the top ten tag teams of all time. I'm just simply saying, it's undeniable to me. 2022 was their year. 
I'm, that's all I'm going to say. I, I just believe that. All right. So everybody in the chat, uh, they're pausing. They're scratching their heads. They're wondering. <laughs> but uh, like I said, all this was, that was a three-horse race. Any of those guys could have won it. Uh, next category. We're rounding the corner here. Which lady? This was her year. Female superstar of the year 2022. Looking back. Which which superstar? This was her year. Uh, two sweet pots said FTR for tag team of the year. They were number two, man. They almost had it. They almost had it. This time, this is female superstar of the year, Queen Nikki. Let me start with you. Who's your lady? Rhea effing Ripley, baby. <laughs> Could not shock at all. Could not shock at all. Nobody's shocked at that. My second yeah. choice was Bianca Belair. But Rhea, are you? Oh God! Somebody said Ronda. Jadis, yeah, you have you have three seconds to say just kidding. You have three seconds to say just kidding. Get out of here! Done. Done with you, bro. You've got to be. You're got to be joking, man. You see that right there? You have three seconds to say just kidding, or I will push that button right there. I just vomited in my mouth. Listen, I, I was trying to bring in people that. <laughs> like, you bullied the poor man. Chumblebee, welcome you in, man. Welcome in, man. Stop bullying if you make them see the light. Oh and I'm, oh, and I'm oh, just okay. kidding. I will not block you unless you get inappropriate. I promise everybody. But, Nikki, go ahead. Rhea Rip I know Rhea Ripley had a banner here this year. Tell us why. Oh, Rhea Ripley. Because Rhea Ripley was in Live for Brutality, which. They should have won at WrestleMania. Let's be honest. Should they should have won. That was ridiculous. And then she had the feud with Liv, which I feel like that should have gone on longer. You know, yeah. we had Liv in the Bullet yeah. Club for a hot second, which I feel like they should have ran that back. Sorry, no offense, Mia Yim, I love you, but we should have ran that back. Agreed. Um, and then she starts with Edge and Finn. Or Edge and Damian Priest in the Judgment Day, which Damian Priest is another person who was on my most improved list because I think he's hilarious. He is funny. Like, he is great. And then yesterday, Rhea carried him. She carried him, and it was great. Plus, she power slammed Luke Gallows, who personally I've hung out with. He's a massive dude. 350 pounds. Like, yeah. He's 350 and 6'8". Yeah. Like, big dude. I couldn't big put dude. Leg. And she's out here just slamming him like it's a Tuesday. Like, it's Rhea freaking Ripley. And I'm sorry, Bianca, I love you, but you're better in the chase. Sorry. Rhea's... Rhea's gonna take that belt. Sorry. Hmm. <laughs> That's my future too. Apron, is 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 Nikki right? Who's your woman of the year? Rhea was in my top three for sure. The only reason she didn't win is because I feel like she hasn't had many matches, at least of note. Yeah, um, hasn't really been in the title picture. Although I do like, I mean, she was my most improved, so I, I do I do see the merit in her and how much she's improved. But as far as the female wrestler of the year, I mean, it's got to be Bianca. Just consistently good. I will agree she's better in the chase, but I think she's like the great feud with Becky, winning the title, the, the rematch at SummerSlam. Uh, the feud with Bailey was pretty good. And um, all this, by the way, she's she won a bodybuilding competition while doing all this yeah. stuff. Red carpet uh, moments. Yeah. Yeah. Won an SP. Yeah. I think Bianca is one of the better mic workers in the entire company. It's it's hard to be a babyface 
champion. I don't know. The, the way WWE goes about it sometimes, it's always kind of cliche and corny sometimes. But Bianca's really good on the mic as well. Um, on top of all the great matches she's had and the culmination of a long story at WrestleMania, it's me, it's Bianca, for sure. Tina? I'm going to go Mandy Rose. Yes, I Mandy good Ro- pick. Mandy Rose, longest champion, 400-plus days. You know, she lost the title. She left and everything. She's making – she's doing everything. She ended the year off making more money than all of us combined. She's doing it like – I mean, she's she's brought toxic attraction to girls. I think Gigi and JC – will be perfectly fine. I think they can get over. It's just the tag team. I think they should add somebody. I think I think like Sonya Deville, somebody like that, maybe if they bring back like a Chelsea Green, somebody to add to Toxic Attraction. Chelsea would work I great. Think what, I think what Mandy Rose did for everything for the NXT Women's Division, and like you said earlier, with her being blonde and coming and all everything that she did, and at first we didn't even know who she was until she turned around. She literally reinvented herself, and she became... You know, and everybody could say about her looks and everything, but she still went out there and defended that title versus everybody that she had to. So I'm going to go Mandy Rose. All right. Great picks all around. This was another tough one for me. Um, we're, we're doing female of the year. Why is Roman Reigns yeah. in there? <laughs> she wins it all. That kind of show. Mm, no, thank you. I don't know about that. I don't know about that. Sorry about that. Um, the only the only one that I had on my list that y'all did not mention was Thunder Rosa. Uh, because she made some she made some pretty big waves this year. Held the title for a while. Uh, Tony Storm had a great year. Uh, broke out in a big way and reminded people how great she really is. Um, I, this one was tough for me, uh, but I'm gonna have to. Uh, I'm gonna have to lean. I know where you're going? I know where you're going. If you think I'm picking Becky, you're wrong. Although I will say, oh! I, I will, I will, I will say. The only reason why I even had her in my top four is because the fact that she actually made me, for the first time in my entire existence of knowing her, dislike her as big-time Bex. If you can do that, then that's proving how good you are. And Becky is Becky is very... Showing me how versatile she is. And I, I, I'm going to step out here and say something. I think as an overall package... From character, mic work, in-ring ability, fan support, hatred at times, blah, blah, blah. In terms of the entire total package, I think Becky has surpassed all three of the horsewomen. I think she's number one. Oh, yeah. I, th- I don't think that's crazy to say. I don't, I, everybody's still going to say that probably as... Everybody's still going to say, well, sh- well, Sasha's number one in-ring, or Charlotte's number one in-ring, or Bailey's number one, whatever. I'm like, okay, but if all those things average together, who's number one? I think Becky just earned it. I really do. I, I think the conversation yeah. could be made for Charlotte and Becky one and two. I think, But they flip-flop. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, it's hard for me to pick Sasha. She does have a great character, but I don't. I've never been a fan of her mic work ever. I don't. And I, I hate but, her mic work. But I will say this: this may be her year. If she's going to do the stuff that I think she's going to do, she may show us how truly great she is in the ring. But we shall see if she's allowed to. But having said all of that, Kyle, I'm with you again. It's the EST of the WWE. Bianca Belair, 2022 was her year, and I actually disagree with you. I like her as the champion. 
Uh, because the EST should be the best, and the best holds the belt. And so I, I just have a feeling that, that that's going to be what we're going to be remembered for. When you say 2022, the year Bianca won the title back at WrestleMania and has not dropped it since. So for nine months, she's been champion. And I'm, I think she's due for a heel turn, though. <laughs> oh, oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, it's just, it's just what who's the right person to turn her? That's the thing I want to look forward to see. Because, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. because I think that what's the saying? You lit you you die a hero or you live long enough to be, see yourself become the villain. I think she needs to hold on to that belt and the and holding on to it forever and now she's afraid to lose it and that's going to be what turns her heel. I think I think she needs to I, I honestly think she might need to break Becky's record of uh uh Raw Women's Championship days. I think Becky's record is, is 371 something like that. So Bianca if she surpasses that and holds that belt longer through SummerSlam, yeah, maybe. We will see um yeah, and Bet. Yes, yeah. she. Yes, two pods, hundred percent correct. Bianca Belair is undefeated at WrestleMania, and she has beaten uh, Sasha at WrestleMania, Becky at WrestleMania, Bailey more times than I have fingers for, and um, so that leaves one WrestleMania thirty nine. Give me the EST versus the Queen. Give me the EST versus the Queen. I promise you, ladies and gentlemen, mark these words right now. If we get Bianca Belair versus the Charlotte Flair at WrestleMania, it will be the women's match of the year. It will be. be. It will be. It'll be be up there. It'll be up there. I I think also a mention to the point of who could possibly turn Bianca heel. What if you say that she does hold the title? What if Roxanne Perez comes up around that time and possibly... Because awesome. she is the biggest baby face. Maybe. Who knows? It, you know, we, we don't know how long she's obviously going to hold the title for, and she, you know, should hold it for a while. But I mean, if she Bianca's still champion, I think Roxanne is a great person. And, and mm-hmm. then she go back to the total divas thing that the little clip that they have yep. of her when she was like fourteen. So just something. I have and, one, but let's see who, who you got. Naomi. Oh, true. She Ooh. comes back. Yeah. That's not like a that. bad pick. If she doesn't go to the bloodline, that's Yeah. 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 Or Alexa Bliss. <laughs> that, a oh, that was 100% a joke. <laughs> no. You're joking, right? Yeah, no, I'm sorry. You know how I know how good Bianca is? Because Alexa Bliss is a five time women's champion and one of the ring veterans of the locker room, and Bianca Belair exposed her on Raw. Oh, that, yeah. That's how good Bianca is. Bianca Belair had so, to work down to a veteran like Alexa Bliss. That's how good Bianca back is. To the toxic attraction to conversation. Uh, my friend Whitney and I were saying Alexa should go back to NXT. I agree. And be I agree. That's not a bad pick, actually. I agree. Yeah. I mean, what what else is there for her to do? I don't want her in toxic attraction, but I think she could definitely go back to NXT for Other about than have her for be a while. Annoying. So just. <laughs> well, th- at th- at this rate, if they do the draft after WrestleMania, Bray's gonna pull her over to SmackDown. I mean, I mean, has he already and pulled her Uncle in? And then Uncle Howdy can get in the car. <laughs> And then drive home with his wife, and yeah. run and run like. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I mean, we don't have time, but I've been I've had people even saying that wasn't Uncle Howdy because it's not the same mask and all of that. I I don't want to get into that because Nikki will go off for an hour. So, but but so let's let's save time on that. And uh, if you want to see Molly Holly Chumblebee, look backstage. She's an agent at NXT, doing a lot of those matches. So and on the main roster as well. All right, next one, guys. 
20 minutes, 15 minutes, 30 minutes. Maybe it was an hour-long Ironman. But what was the match of this past year? 2022's match of the year. Tino, I'm starting with you. Well, you, we've talked about this one earlier, but for me, it's got to be. I was there live. I, we talked about it. It was Hell in the Cell, Cody Rhodes versus Seth Rollins. Watching that pay-per-view and watching that match in particular. Mm-hmm. In particular. And, and predictable. In predictable. But watching that match live and watching it just go through. And then when he, like when he, like when I saw him do that live and take it off, from where my seats were at, I could see like the full. I was like, how is this man doing this? And watching how he did it throughout the whole thing live. And I went back a few days later and watched it and listened to the commentator of Corey Graves saying the broken wing. And that's going to be remembered. It's just just everything about it and that storyline was just and being there live, honestly, just is so cool that I think no matter what match happened the rest of the year would be I wonder how many painkillers he was on to get through that match. Oh my I can't imagine. He was on adrenaline in his soul. Yes adrenaline in his I mean it was yeah so just just watching the whole thing and like I said earlier I'm still trying to figure out how he did that because that match just it looked I think it was all smoke and mirrors personally. Yeah. Ah I got you. It was a dashing performance. Yes it was. Yeah. But yeah that's my that's my Stardust. Yeah. I, I was trying to think of the, the first uh, <laughs> words to the legacy song, but I couldn't think of it. <laughs> oh, uh, oh, God. That WrestleMania 26 match with the legacy triple threat is like one of those, like, kind of like, I don't know. Do you guys kind of remember? Because I rewatched WrestleMania 26 and I kind of forgot. Okay. Somebody brought this up recently, and I actually thought to myself, what if this moment happened? Could you guys foresee at the Rumble this year in the ring at the same time, Cody, oh, Randy, Ted DiBiase Ted- Jr.? Oh my God! What is awesome. it comes from money? Would anybody care? Yeah. <laughs> hey man, the same besides us. Still going yeah. strong. Oh my God! Imagine. I, I I think one of the guys for sure though in the rumble. I think Hunter would pop at it, which is why it might happen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I have a different gonna... thought of what I want, but I know it has nothing to do with this. So, well, yeah, that's mine. All right, uh, Apron match of the year. This one was probably the hardest one for me. I have like seven honorable mentions here. Uh, um, good matches this past year. There was a lot. One that was sneaky good, and pr- I might just go with this one just because of the low bar I think it had, was the men's Iron Survivor match. That was a great match. Yes. That was, it was, cause I feel like it was like working uphill because the, the, it had weird stipulations on paper. I was like, is this going to work? But man, the way it just flowed so well, it felt so organic. It felt like different. Like, yeah. like the concept of everybody like gaining it, like it's like a scoreboard and you, there's a penalty box, which is kind of silly. There's still things they could tweak about it, but I love yeah. like Grayson Waller entering the match and immediately getting two pins. And then yep. he gets the, the leading point and then he's running away from everybody. Like it was just super entertaining. Right. Every. All, every minute of those 25 minutes, I was engaged in it. And, um, yeah, it was just it was really good. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, and a lot of people won't know this, but, Kyle, I know you know, Nikki and Tino, you guys will will understand this completely. He had the lowest wins in that match, but J.D. McDonough carried the heck out of that match. 
Oh my gosh, he was the glue that kept everything moving. That I when he when the Raw came to Louisville uh, in November, and me and my friend went to go see it. JD McDonough was on main event. Immediately, I was like, he already belongs up here. His entrance, his facial, the way he gets on his, on the ropes and does that look to the camera, everything. I'm like, this guy is destined to be a evil guy. The only thing I hate that unless you just know how to work it, you it's hard. Is how can you be a truly dastardly evil guy when you're only five foot two? <laughs> you know, it's yeah. it's just tough. They you know, cruiserweight title, man. <laughs> Yeah, they back. they really do. Now maybe if he gets in, uh, now I was gonna say Intercontinental Championship. He died, him versus Guther. Nobody's gonna cheer for him. So it's it's gonna be it's tough. I mean, Guther have had matches in the past though, and they were yes, awesome, so. yes, they have hundred percent. You're right about that. I mean that that Gunther Sheamus match is up there too, and that, that and, yes. and the Extreme Rules match between Imperium and the yeah. Bentley Brutes, I think is another one that's very like. People don't think about. Yeah, you mean really the good old fashioned Donnie Brook match? That yes, one? Yeah. Yeah. The Donnie Brook, yeah. Good old yep. fashioned. All right. Nikki, what was your match of the year? Okay, so I have one WWE one and three GCW ones. <laughs> so here we go. And one impact. There's I had seven, but I cut it down to five. Okay. There you go. Um Cody and Seth was my WWE pick. The emotion. You, nobody will forget when he took that jacket off. Mm-hmm. Nobody's gonna forget that. Nope. I, I honestly, that was when I thought about it. I was like, "That's that's that was my top it. match in terms of like emotion." Oh yeah, personally. Uh, my second choice is the Art of War Games match GCW, and that was Alex Cologne and John Wayne Murdoch versus the Briscoes versus the name I can't say, Ally Catch and Effie. Mm-hmm. Uh, versus Los Machismos versus Second Gear Crew. They had war games. It was intense. I loved it. Third, Effie versus John Moxley because that was just fun. <laughs> and we got to see John Moxley. Just a good old Effie. fun match. Yeah. We got to see John Moxley kiss Effie. I have not seen that. It was great. Multiple times. Not as good as Shinsuke kissing Muda, but. He was into it. Oh my god! Uh, and great. then I have Nick Gage versus Matt Cardona, just because he deserved it. Sorry, mm-hmm. Matt Cardona, you deserved it. <laughs> and finally, Honor No More versus Bullet Club. Yep. Yep. All gr- all great picks. Good picks. What absolutely coming in with the with the everything else over there in the chat. I see you got we got we got quite a number of people watching. It's awesome. Chat. What do you guys think was the match of the year? Tino, what was yours? Cody Rhodes and Seth. So, you, so Cody Rhodes and Seth. Okay. Uh, I am in a 100% agreement with you guys. Those are all great picks, and it's really hard to, you know, um, to really differentiate them. I had a couple that you guys did not mention. Um, one of them was uh, the men's war games in terms of storytelling. Almost perfect. Almost perfect. That was a really tough one. Um, the other one that you guys did mention that I really had a high consideration of putting up there was Becky Bianca WrestleMania. Yeah. They tore the house down. That was a great match. Absolutely great match. But Can I throw a few more at you? Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, FTR Briscoe's Double Dog Collar. Yes. Amazing yeah, match. Amazing match. And uh, I don't remember... 
I'm pretty sure this is 2022. The three-way is on AEW Dynamite. The three-way match for the tag titles is where Swerve and Our Glory won the titles. It was they Swerve, faced... the acclaimed, and no, it was no, it no, was... no, 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 no. Oh, uh, Hobbs and Starks. Yes, and the young, the young Bucks were champions, I believe, versus Swerve and Our Glory. An awesome match. Awesome match. Yeah, and Swerve and Glory won that match, right? Yeah. Yeah. That was a good match. Yes, I remember that. Um, both matches, uh, the Usos of the New Day had, were great. That yeah. were probably the two best tag team matches in WWE, I would say, maybe over the year. Um, of course, uh, well, and Imperium Brawling Brutes tag team match was great as well. Uh, but the one that I was on the edge of my seat for a personal investment reason... I, 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 don't, I don't want to break you guys' hearts, but Cody Seth at the Hell Cell was my number two. And it was tied with their WrestleMania match. I won't put one up over the other. They're both incredible matches. The, the, uh, they both were. Their backlash match was good too, but I think WrestleMania and Hell Cell edged the backlash match out just a little bit. Um, but no, the one I'm picking is Clash at the Castle, Gunther and Sheamus. My gosh, I was so on the edge of my seat the entire match because I am pining and waiting for Sheamus to finally get that Intercontinental Championship. I, I, I'm waiting for it, and I, I really hope 2023 is going to be his year. It might be the last title he ever wins, honestly. Like WrestleMania, that's going to be yeah, what happens. I, that's what they should Probably. do is him versus Sheamus. I hope so. I really do. If they're going to have a best of three, why can't three be at WrestleMania? I agree 100%, and that would be Sheamus a Sheamus win. And, well, and please... Remember, guys, Money in the Bank is in London. Troll? In, Ju- in yeah. July 1st. Yeah. July right. 1st. Just announced. I still want Mania, though. I still want Mania, personally. Mm. Yeah, I think Gunther might win Money in the Bank itself. Now, if you want, <laughs> now if you want to do two homeboys, if you want to do Drew versus Sheamus for that title at London, okay. That might be they might fun. Be tag team champions. <laughs> yeah, that might be tag champions. No, they might be tag champs by that. Yeah, Drew and Sheamus versus the Usos tomorrow night. I don't think it's for the belts, though. I think they just want to beat them up. No, but, it is for the belts. Oh, it is it for is the belts? Fun. They made that official? Yeah. Okay, yeah, cool. It is. As of Monday, it was. Okay, awesome. So, uh, let's see here. Male superstar of the year. What, yeah, what man ruled... 2022, it was their year. Apron, let me start with you. I had some boring picks. I mean, I just, so it, for me, it was between two people is Roman and Seth. And I feel like Seth was more of a workhorse, but Roman just felt like the biggest star. And yet, Roman had a lot of good matches as well with Logan Paul, with uh, Matt Riddle, with. Um, Brock Lesnar, like he had a, t- a great catalog of matches, and he felt like a star every time he entered the ring. <sighs> For that reason, I'm just gonna go Roman. I know it's an easy answer, but like, like he's he's the top guy in WWE, mm-hmm. and along with all the matches he's had, the matches set that Royal Rumble. He's a top guy in wrestling, games. man. He's a top guy in wrestling. <laughs> he, it, it, he it's just hard is. to get to a position nowadays with how oversaturated wrestling is because you're used to seeing everybody wrestle every single week but roman's entered this spot where it's like he truly feels like an attraction and when he gets in the ring he always delivers along with all the bloodline stuff he does in between i just gotta go roman for this one kyle has he entered cena territory yet in terms of like part-time in terms of being truly a megastar he will be remembered as a cena as a as a i don't think he's seen the level not yet i think i think cena is so ingrained in pop culture 
with like the you can't see me and the the theme song like i think he's such like even if you don't watch wrestling you know who john cena is i don't think yeah. roman has entered that atmosphere yet he went makes a few movies in hollywood he might yeah we'll see yeah, when, when we start seeing nfl players and stuff do the ones then we know right is that how it works yeah. we know the pro athletes yes. are doing it yes i think so yeah. I don't know why they don't already. Honestly, I I, I, I would have thought it had been happening by now. All right, Nikki, who is your male superstar of the year? I have two. I have Seth Rollins and Sami Zayn. I feel like Sami Zayn is out here doing what we all knew he could do this whole entire time, but finally getting the chance to do it. And he's probably one of the most over people on the roster. Um, And you know, it's it's a thing when Heyman's like, well, you might overshadow Roman. Yeah. So, I mean, if we're talking Zane, about who's the most over, I think Sami Zayn wins that Sammy one. Zane. Oh, yeah. Um, Seth Rollins, the year he's had without holding the belt yeah. and losing a lot of his matches yeah, is incredible. It's yeah. an incredible year. You don't have to go over to get over. Yep. <laughs> Yep. Tino? I mean, I would, I agree. I'm going to go Sami Zayn. But and with Sami, it's not even just like everything he's done with like the bloodline. I think people seem to forget what he did with Jackass in the beginning of the year sometimes. Like with what he did at WrestleMania, that match that they had at WrestleMania, I think was fun. It's awesome. something that people will remember. It was, you know, different. It wasn't like anything we've seen before. I mean, we man body slam Sami Zayn, for God's sakes. That's a WrestleMania moment we'll yeah. remember. And it just everything with the Uzi, the feeling Uzi, the the thing from like you how we talked about earlier from bloodline being stale he rejuvenized it he's brought it the moment at survivor series just everything that the man's done throughout the whole year there's i feel like there's nobody else obviously roman's the easy answer but i feel like it's sammy Zayn, and yep. i'm gonna go i'm gonna go with the honorary oos yeah jadis there's one more category after this it's moment of the year so stick around if you want to but if you need to go to bed man have a good night thank you so much for being with us tonight i appreciate it man watch yeah. Hold your eyes open. See, I, see, I, I'm the nice one. Okay, I'm the nice one. Hold your eyes open like <laughs> all right, all right. Um, good picks all around. Funny enough, guys, I had all three members of the Shield on my list because John Moxley won the AW World Championship two times this year. So and and so that that was a big thing for me. And he had all, some of his best matches this year too in GCW and at AEW. So I can't argue at all that John Moxley was probably his best year total of his career maybe in wrestling this year. Uh, Roman Reigns has officially entered into uncharted territory that we haven't seen since John Cena. I do agree with Kyle. It's going to take a little bit more. Uh, actually, it's going to take some absence. When he goes away for six months and we miss him, then we'll see how big of a pop he gets when he comes back. But um, that kind of thing. And if he goes to make another Hobbs and Shaw or something like that, we'll see how much more traction he gets in Hollywood. And maybe we'll see how big his name gets at that point. But then, of course, I've said repeatedly for the last year, the number one wrestler walking the planet right now is Seth Rollins. I mean, I, I think he's untouchable. Storytelling, use of his face, use of psychology, the way he makes things matter, the way he lets things breathe, promo work, storytelling, interacting with the crowd, the way he can get over as a heel, get over as a baby face, get over as a tweener now. Everything he's doing is, is incredible. However, the only guy that trumps the Shields members of the past year is because he's just so dang oozy. 
My gosh, this year would not have been anywhere near as entertaining as it was without Sami Zayn. And I will make a bold statement here, and I might be dead wrong in making this, but I don't care. I do that. The bloodline would have been stale, and the bloodline may have even had some title changes if it had not been for Sami Zayn. The, the, the reason they were able to hold those belts as long as they have is because there was something else going on within this story to make people forget that those titles hadn't changed hands yet. Forever, it always been about the gold. It all been about who's going to beat Roman, who's going to beat the Usos, where, how are they going? How is Solo going to protect them or that or whatever. They needed something else to come in and become the story to make sure that that did not become a focal point of the universe and not become something that everybody's begging for those belts to finally change. What could that have been? It was Sami Zayn. So in my opinion, from from looking like Fozzie Bear in the flesh and from looking <laughs> and from and from the the promo of the year that I talked about earlier that he had, the matches he's had which are still incredible from the ladder matches to the matches in war games, the match he had with Kevin, and now the match he had with John Cena and Roman and Kevin, just everything they've done over the past year with him. It, good grief. He got to be on Broken Skull Sessions with Stone Cold as an active member of the roster. Who else gets to do that? You know what I mean? He he, bring, he brings back legends or retired people or people that are on injury leave. No, Sammy left his locker room, went to do that show, and then came back. You know, So if, if, that, if that matters, then Stone Cold's like, this kid's having a good year. I need to bring him in. Um, I, I, I really... I'm I'm so impressed by him, and I I agree with you guys. 2023 will be very interesting if they choose to swap the belts with him and Kevin. Heck, I would not be shocked at all if they go, hey, Sammy, uh, tag team, no, you're going after Roman. I was going to say, every every 10 Mm -hmm. WrestleManias, it closes with a workhorse, like, indie guy closing out the show, winning the world title. Yeah. Brett, Benoit, Daniel Bryan, WrestleMania 40. Why not? I feel like Sammy could be the next Daniel Bryan type moment. I, I think as of right moment. now, he has yes, he is. Yes, he does. Hey, where's the documentary at, people? I want to watch it. Oh, it's I've coming. been waiting for it. <laughs> the documentary it, was like recording, like. Be... <laughs> I know. He's still editing that was, it. That was yeah. he's still editing it. <laughs> that is funny. All right, let's clo- let's close this out, guys. Moment of the year. So what was the moment? It could have been inside of a promo. It could have been something that happened that became a shoot. It could have been a moment within a match. It could have been just a a shock moment backstage. Just But what, when you think of the year 2022, oh, that's the year when that happened. What was your moment of the year? Tino? I feel like there's only one answer. Okay. Vince McMahon being released and relieved of his duties. I feel like uh, Is there remember. one answer? I mean, there might be more. I feel. I mean, I feel like there could there there could be a couple other more. But I feel like 2022 will always be remembered for Vince McMahon and everything that happened with him and Triple H taking over and everything. And I also think Stone Cold wrestling this year. We all with everything that happened, we forgot about Mr. Stone Cold Steve Austin what? back in the, in the WrestleMania. <laughs> what? Like, like like that man getting in the ring and doing what he did with Steve or with Steve Austin with Kevin was great. I mean, I think that that will be a moment. I was gonna say Sammy. Zayn getting body or getting or getting body slammed by Wee Man too, but I mentioned that with the great with the male superstar of the year. So, oh yeah, I mean, I think the stuff would happen with Vince, but Steve Austin. There were so many memories that Cody returning. There, like, there's so many that we could go on and on about. I say your friend Jada said, like you said, when Cody pulled that jacket off, that was his moment. 
Yeah, I mean that's that was a moment, definitely. Nikki, do, do I have to say it? Go ahead. The return of Bray Wyatt. Is the moment. Yeah, true. That is the moment. How did I that forget is, about? I will be How like, twenty-two was nothing. Was nothing no, without Bray I mean, Wyatt returning. I mean, you're because right. I cried. I cried. I didn't cry when Cody came back. She sent me a message and said, "I just came back. I just came out of passing out." Yeah. <laughs> I thought you were going to say when the. the I thought you were going to say when the Good Brothers returned. Well, At what point did you did you say did did when when he when he said I'm here. Or the second the lantern came up, I was like, "Ah!" <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, the, I mean, 2022 could be considered the year that they put us down a rabbit hole too. I mean, uh, yeah, the white I mean, rabbit they, stuff. That that mm-hmm. was that was nuts. That, that was. I, I I don't think I've ever seen so many social media interaction with wrestling in my life before. With just everybody trying to figure it out. <clears throat> I, I, I'm curious why they stopped with that. I really am. I thought. There's, I thought. There's little, there's little teases here and there because we did get um, a QR code that led to Bray Wyatt's psychiatric evaluation. Um, <laughs> also, where you can call the phone number where he was supposedly torturing a doctor. Oh my so, god! Imagine. How did so, I miss that? <laughs> yeah, that happened. No one uh, tweeted about it either. I didn't see any tweets about that. <laughs> You wow. didn't? No. Everyone's like, oh my god, that's so scary. I was like, it's brilliant. You're I, doing great. I, I must have missed that one. I'm sorry. Yeah. All right. So that was that was the moment. But what that was the moment. Come on. Apron? Come on. Uh so I had two, and they both occurred at WrestleMania night one. And both have been alluded to. Uh my number one is Stone Cold and uh, being on the KO show. And like Tino said, it's crazy with every like Stone Cold came back, wrestled a match in the main event of WrestleMania, and that's not even a top five moment of the year. That's just how crazy this year's been. Uh, but to me, it was the best moment, just because maybe it's the Attitude Era kid in me saying yep. it. Wow. It's, you know, I never thought Stone Cold would ever wrestle again, nonetheless against Kevin Owens, who I've been following since his Ring of Honor days. So just to see those two come together in the main event of WrestleMania, and I thought it was just awesome. The buildup was great. KO carried it on his back, but I, it just, it's like, what's going to happen? Is it going to be a match? Is it, is it just going to be a segment? But it ends up being the main event and um, fought all over. It is a stone-cold match. I mean, it is what it is. The match wasn't a five-star classic, but it was, as far as the moment goes, it doesn't get better than that for me. In terms of sentimental reason, I 100% agree with you. There, there was a moment I kept thinking that this is going to be just a, another Stone Cold's going to get up, hit him with a chair, hit him with, or just start swinging fists, kick him in the gut, and then stun him, and then ask for the beers. That's the end of it. When Kevin Owens said, "No, I want to challenge you to a match," I'm like, "Ah, uh, 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 whoa, 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 oh, okay, I, uh, I know." I was like, I was like, I was like, and and then the way they, then the way they orchestrated the whole going through the crowd thing, I'm like, well, now, "Now it's Brett all over again. It's Brett all over again. It, it's it, it's it was so well done, 100. So that moment was definitely in my top list for sure. Um, as I alluded to earlier, uh, when Roman is standing in the corner at the Royal Rumble, and all of a sudden you hear. Sierra Hotel India Echo. <laughs> I, I lost it. I lost it. 
it. I was like, are you kidding me? And then, when, and then I was like, that, that would have been good enough. I was expecting him to come down the ring uh, apron. When I saw him up in the rafters wearing the same uniform and then flipping over the, the, the barricade the way right, he used right. to do and everything, I'm like, this is so good. I, I was I was just loving it. That was so awesome. Um, that one was great. Um, Cody coming up through the Cody Vader at WrestleMania was was incredibly memorable. That that I, 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 Apron and Nikki, you did the WrestleMania preview show with me last year. We all said Cody's coming. Cody's coming. So the fact of that he did, and we all were still so excited to see that was really you know kind of where it's cool that they were to pull that off. Surreal. It really was. Uh, they let us down too much is the problem. Th- that is the truth. That is the truth. They actually delivered on something, and it was great. Um, waking up that morning and looking at my phone and seeing that Vince McMahon had resigned, that was a tough one to be. That's my number two. That's my number two. But seriously, guys, the most visceral, jaw-dropping, am I truly watching this? Is this really happening right now? For me, and this is just me, but for me, when Brock Lesnar flipped the ring with a tractor, I was there. I was like, "Is Dude, is there? this really happening?" <laughs> I watched it back the other day. I'm like, "No, no, this is a this is a CG animated something to you know to to recap." That did not. Roman didn't really fall off a ring through the ropes off of a. This did not really happen. Every time I see it, I'm like. They really lifted a ring with a tractor. They really freaking lifted the ring with a tractor. It, it, it was just—it was just one of those visceral OMG moments. There's no way this is real. So yeah, 100%. All, all the moments you guys said were great. Again, the fan in me wanted so badly to pick Stone Cold, and of course the the, the long-term business and his history of pro wrestling. The game is forever changed now. No pun intended. When Vince said, "I'm done," but or has he said he's done? done. Yeah, Uh, yeah. After today, yeah. Uh, We'll see. We'll see. Please, Triple H, get a good lawyer. Please, Triple H. Uh, But you know what? uh, Have your talent walk out and go start a new company. Yeah. Why not? I'll follow him. Why not? Why not? But yeah, just and that's the thing. There was just like there's just so many things he's changed that it's just like I just oh. I mean, I mean, honestly, that should be an award. Is who's the best comeback? There were so many comebacks this year, but I mean, yeah. I feel like I feel like we all might agree that the best one was either like Cody or Bray. So the return like, should have been a category, probably. <laughs> uh, what entrance uh, in the WWE still gives you chills, Cody or Cena? They both do for me. They both Bray do. Wyatt. Bray Wyatt. Cena. Every time Cena comes out, he gives me. It's like brings me back to my childhood. Sorry, yeah. I mean, to like interrupt. No, you're right. My bad. I know. I I just want to answer by why it. I, I don't need to explain. No, I, I'm. I, I, Do I, I need mean, to explain myself? I'm gonna agree with Apron on this one. When that glass shattered and it was real, that oh, was yes. that was a moment. Still to this day. Yeah, that was still a moment. Yeah, there, there's. I'll tell I'll, I'll I'll tell you flat out. Charlotte, this past Friday, I was like, okay. Game just nope, changed. No, <laughs> the game just changed. The queen is back. I, I had a, things better than Ronda. Uh, oh, no kidding there whatsoever. But honestly, I think it's all going to pale in comparison the first time we hear "If You Smell" this year. Oh God, I'm wait. If it's I, it, at the Rumble, I'm going to probably vomit. Oh my God, mm. I don't even know what I'm going to mm. do. I've mm. never been a fan of him, so how dare you? You've never been a fan of The Rock, ever. Movies? Wow. Nothing? I'm shocked. He's all right. Like, she's a, she's all right. I was a Triple H Shawn Michaels fan. Well, okay. I, I mean, I, I mean, I am too, but I, I know greatness when I see it. 
He's all right. Uh, I don't hate him. I don't. They know. I don't want Uncle Howdy to run him over with a car. <laughs> I did it I'm to in. the rock. <laughs> to the rock this time. But yeah, no, uh, no, just. I mean, I'm, and I'm going to quote SCW Steve on this one. Tino, you were there when he said this. If you don't pull the trigger this year, there's no other year you can. It has to be this year. It has yeah, to be. Yeah. Because, yeah. I mean, Wrestle, like, like WrestleMania 40 doesn't make sense. And the longer you go, Roman's going to get into that era of who cares now right now while the while the, the hottest story in wrestling is the tribal chief and the Samoan dynasty of the bloodline this is the only time the rock can come back and it matters so i still don't think it needs a belt i really don't no it's terrible. it does it doesn't need it but at this point if they're not going to drop it before that it, but that's the yeah. other thing if they drop it before that then the match has no the rock could come in laughing and going <laughs> some tribal chief you are i don't even want to fight you now <laughs> so <laughs> yeah so you know it, they, at this point he has to have it if he had lost the belt in SummerSlam, he could have recapped a lot of his you know steam towards this but he shouldn't but anyway so anyway guys that that's the bammer chatter of the years uh we don't i don't want to go um oh congratulations you just received 100 messages with the hey. <laughs> speaking of awards <laughs> speaking of awards there we go <laughs> that's awesome that's awesome we got it we got our own bammer chatter award now that's awesome um Really cool. Uh, let me let's just look forward real quick into 2023. Do you guys have you guys done any kind of forecasting or predictions for this year? Who do you think is going to be male, female tag team faction? Anything you guys want to allude to? You don't have, don't do the whole ten list if you don't remember anything. But Nikki, let me start with you. What who do you, twenty by the end of this year, 2023? What are some names you think we're definitely going to be saying a lot? Jay White. Yeah, I think Jay White's going to be promotion? doing some good things. Right. All of them. If he does, I think, again, it will be another moment that I pass out, which the Jay White contingency will be sitting next to me, so we all three will pass out. So, you know, that'll happen. To quote Jay uh, White, it's no longer the forbidden door. It's just my door. It's just the door. <laughs> yeah. The door. Yeah. Um, yeah. Speaking of forbidden door, though, I do think if Vince doesn't screw this up, we could get a door open. I think you know they they're gonna call in a favor. Yep. And could it be Okada? Could it be Tanahashi? I mean, if we get Tanahashi Cena, I'm gonna die. I mean, we're working with Noah now. Shinsuke's over there, yeah. so Shinsuke's yeah. Noah. Yeah. I mean, it, Impact is an option at this point. They loaned out AJ Styles for his acceptance speech so that's an option i mean get yo what's up man what up I think, I think the door will open um i think jay white will have a good year i think rhea ripley we're just getting started yeah. um, i was gonna say female of 2023 is gonna be rhea ripley this is her year this is her I year judgment day um in the whole faction warfare of eighty thousand factions i think has been kind of under the radar. Yep. I think this is the moment where they become possibly tweeners. Just because people love them so much. It will be interesting because I also think at WrestleMania in LA we're going to see Ray's last match. Yes. I, that's the only thing it's got to be leading to, right? Yep. I mean, that's what on. it's leading to. I mean, it has to. Dominic's and almost pushed that line. His dad arrested him. He's oh get, he's he's either gonna he's either going to punch his mom, or do something that puts them in jeopardy. And Ray's like, "That's it. I can't. I can't now. I have to." 
So you know what I yep. think it's gonna be? I think it's gonna be a sister. Ooh, wow. He's gonna do something to a sister. What's he gonna do? Let Maria the, will do something. What's to he, he gonna do? Give Damien Priest the passcode to their house or something? What's Whoa. he gonna do? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like Damien Priest would just be like, Wow, they left the door open and he'll just walk in. Oh my gosh! Just to be like, yeah. imagine. But I mean, it's ca- I, it, it's coming, guys. WrestleMania 39, Ray versus Dominic. The mask is going to get passed. The mask in California. In California, right sense. down the road. Yep. Also, we did talk about as well on Queens of the Ring. Could we have Rhea show up and be like, "Hey, Dominic, I got the actual paternity test, and Ray's not really your dad." Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Eddie is. Yeah. That I mean I I'm starting point, Excuse me. I and, oh my God, you know what? No. I'd cry. He's turning into Eddie. He is. I mean, he's turning I into mean, Eddie. He really is. He I, are we sure? Going. Are we sure that he's really not his dad? Like are we Exactly. Are know. we sure? Did I you don't guys know. see that Grand Theft Auto meme that somebody made? <laughs> I died. I was just I, I say, yeah, uh, get your Jadis. Tell tell us what you guys think is going to happen in 2023. I I agree. If they don't, if they don't go the path of Charlotte and Bianca, they're going to go Rhea and Bianca, and that's going to be feud of the year. Those two girls are going to be are, are going to be. You talk about the the ultimate athlete versus the ultimate gr- uh, grunge fighter. That's going to be Rock and Stone Cold. Whatever you want to put as the opposites attract Rhea and Bianca are going to bring the best out of each other. They're going to they're going to tear each other up. That's going to so be a funny great match. story with that one. I was at one of the final NXT house shows before the pandemic, and that was the match was mm-hmm. Bianca Belair versus Rhea Ripley. And if we get that. Mm. Yeah, unless, unless they keep the queen as a baby face, and they send Rhea after her. I wouldn't. I. Like I wouldn't hate matches. it either, but I just, I just they had some good matches. Yeah, they they did that. That was that was the match of WrestleMania 36, apart from the Boneyard match. R- Rhea and Charlotte was oh great. God. Yeah, Rhea and Charlotte was great. I love that match. Really and I, that 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 the Boneyard match. The only match I cared about was Last Man Standing Edge and Randy because that match was good. That was a good match. <laughs> Firefly was weird. <laughs> it was weird. It, it made sense, it. but it was weird. If you watch it back a few times, it definitely yeah. gets better. It gets better. It, but it was definitely interesting. Yeah, but one hundred percent. It's crazy to think about how long that's been, and like we, like you guys were talking about, you were did your WrestleMania podcast. Like you were literally going to be having to do another WrestleMania podcast in like a few months. Yep. Yeah, time go. Yep. Like geez, like oh my god. One hundred percent, I agree. Yeah, I think. Uh, uh, I think KO is going to have a breakout year. Another one. Yep. I think so too. I, I think a big year. I really hope yeah. he does. I really hope he does. I hope Seth gets the big one again. Whether they split the titles up yeah. or, or he actually gets a shot at Roman, I hope Seth gets the belt again. That would be great. But run it back. <laughs> That's he crazy. may not be available. <laughs> I mean, Aaliyah could probably take care of it. I think. I think Aaliyah could. Oh my god! I mean, shit, even Ray's. Even what? I always forget what Ray's wife, wife's name is. What Angie. Is Angie. Angie. There we go. A- Angie mean, tried like, to smack Ray. That's what I'm saying. So. Put Angie in the ring. Let's see what she does. Let's <laughs> kick Rhea in the head a couple times. You know. I mean. Well, I, mean, uh, I mean, mommy might whoop cool. her ass, but I mean. Yeah. True. Can FTR tur- can FTR turn heel again? I mean, possibly. I mean, would people let them? I say they're too loved now. Yeah, I don't, <laughs> I don't think anytime soon. <laughs> yep. 
people I, I think Montez Ford, Ford is another one too. I think the. I am so scared of that because I love the Street Profits, but I'm oh, so, no, so I, I am so, so scared. It is his time. I am so scared. It's his time. Here's what I wonder: is why could we not have them pull a new day when Kofi won? They were supportive of Kofi winning. Why? I mean, do they have to yeah. break up? I'd rather them not break up because that, that always ends up. Oh, you always have your Genetti. It's always a thing where one guy goes somewhere, the other guy just disappears. But Jadis brings up a good point. On Monday, Montez took way too long to make that tag. They're 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 planning something. I mean, I don't, they I don't know. I just I don't think now's the time personally. But say, so, do we do we really want one of the matches at WrestleMania to be Montez versus Angelo? I don't want to see that. And I don't want to see that. I hate about the two nights WrestleMania. If you guys have noticed, like if you go back and watch them, like we've had a lot of just random like singles matches. Like we like the one year Alistair Black had a singles match. And I, I don't know though. Tri- Triple H is building a lot of good stories. Oh, I, I think I think it's gonna be different. And that's why yeah. that's why I have trust. That's why I believe yeah. in them. It's because we got Triple H at the helm. So, I mean, we could I think even it'll be way get like a. U.S. title or intercontinental title ladder match. Yep. Added. I hope so. I mean, without without I think, money in the bank too. I think that they. I mean, why don't they should just add money in the bank at WrestleMania? I mean, that I was agree. that was the rumor, and then they decided to have it in London. So right. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That's right. That's that's right. The ru- so maybe forty. They'll re. Oh, that slipped my mind. They'll run it back and just put it in the. Yeah. yeah, and th- where is it at in forty? Isn't it in Philly? I Philly. Feel like that's, yeah. Philly. That's the other thing. Like, if they don't do the Rock and Roman, what would it make sense in Philly? They won't. What it, like, won't. it would not Plus, make anything. The only thing with the Rock and Roman, um, and this has nothing to do with stories or anything. I wonder if he would get cleared by an insurance company with his whatever movie he's working on. Yeah. But he's always working on something. Always he would on get something. cleared the, by The rumor is he cleared it. The rumor is he cleared the first 4 months of this year to, to focus on this story. So We'll see. We'll see. Give me money I'll talk. Believe it. I'll believe it when I hear it. you get some money. That's when I'll believe it too. 100%. I, I'll, I'll text you. <laughs> I'll be like it happened. Let me ask you guys this question and then we'll, and then we'll plug and then we'll plug all all of your stuff and we'll get out of here. Okay. What name will be on the tip of everybody's tongue at the end of this year that's not right now? I think Imperium's going to have a good year. Yeah. I think maybe Gunther loses the IC title at WrestleMania, and then we have an Imperium blood, bloodline feud. Maybe even Gunther what, takes it off of Roman. Don't know. but um, Interesting. Maybe a War Games match between the two factors. I don't know. There's different ways they can go with it, but mm-hmm. I think Imperium's just revving up now. All right. What's what? Where's what's Alexander Wolf doing? I have no idea. I don't know. I think he was he's wrestling he, in German. Yeah, WXW I was gonna say. Yeah, I think he's wrestling um, WXW. I think he might be a champion right now. I think there. <laughs> I say wrong. I mean, I, I don't. I don't. I don't think they need a fourth member, but it wouldn't hurt to th- think about it. I always liked Alexander Wolf. He had a lot of good matches. I in did NXT too. UK. Yeah. I think another guy, if he's done right and now he's been repackaging everything to better than what he was, is Dijak. Like Dominic yeah. Dijakovic yeah, was yeah. someone yeah. that was great with Lee, everything he did, and every I like if they, he's done right, like you know what he's doing with is it Tony D right now, right? That's yeah, that's who he's feuding with. So with Tony D and everything, I think he could possibly be next year where we're talking about him, like you know, because the Triple H was the guy that did what he did, and we know what Vince yeah. did. So yep, exactly. but I guess. 
If I wake up and see Vince comes back somehow, I'm gonna. Oh cry. my god! I'm just, it's my nightmare. <laughs> yeah, Nikki. <laughs> um, I could see, and right now it may not look like it. Liv Morgan, I think Liv is gonna work her way back. I need her to get crisper. I need her to move. I, she, She's she, the problem. Is this is my issue right now? Is and maybe the fact that you know she's kind of just kind of under the radar right now works because having to carry Ronda through all of those matches when she obviously was not ready to carry Ronda no. through all of those matches no. because love it or hate it, Ronda has to be carried through these matches. Yep. Mm-hmm. Unless you fight Ronda's style, but then if you fight Ronda's style, Ronda should beat you in thirty seconds. I'm sorry. Exactly. That's that's what's wrong with it. And yeah. I think Ronda's over it. Um, I think she's over it, but yeah, whatever. I think Liv, people are almost having that Daniel. All, we're close. Not saying right now, but I can see that it. Daniel Bryan effect with Liv again. Yep. Because the crowd, one crowd turned on her, and then everyone was like, "Well, Liv sucks." Yeah. So I think we're, I think we're going to build back Liv Morgan. Mm-hmm. And the one thing about Liv is she can do like everything. I feel like once she's like, she's gonna be that girl to be able to go out and do like other things outside of the business, like she did with Chalky, like she did with all the other things that she's, you know, she might she's not. Got a movie yeah. coming out. She makes yeah, uh, soap. That's right. You know, she's got everything. She makes, she makes so. <laughs> I am interested. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you can. Ellen Knight is another. You one, can, too. you can, I you could be in a Broadway play or make soap. <laughs> I, I love it. Works. I know. You always got to wash yourself. You L- never know. L- Liv needs that. She, she, I agree. She needs to. She needs to keep working with women that are better than her. That's why her best matches are with Becky and Bailey and Charlotte, Charlotte because they're gonna they're gonna elevate her up to be where they are. But yeah, she needs that. But also, she needs that. Whatever that thing is, I, I'm trying to. With, with, yeah, with, with Becky, it's 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 the man, the last kicker. It's that attitude that she with Charlotte being the queen. With Bianca, it's the EST. With Bailey, it's being the 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 you know the 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 role model and the, and the and the whatever that new thing she's found. Liv just doesn't have that thing yet. Like what? You're trying. Liv, You're trying to force this extreme thing. Yeah. Whatever the yeah. blank Liv Morgan or Liv the blank Morgan, whatever that blank is, that's what she needs. They need to find whatever that is. With the extreme live is they want her to be extreme without going actually extreme. Right. So then it turns into she's holding back. Yeah. Yeah. She's holding back. Because I... I, Uh, Which isn't her fault. Yeah. I mean, that's not entirely her fault that she's holding back because it's like Charlotte Flair when she has to wrestle like Aaliyah. She has to hold back. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Uh, My other one, though, is L.A. Knight. Yeah, yeah. Fine. Good pick. Good pick. He's so happy he's not Max Dupree no more with the maximum. Oh yeah. Oh my god! Thank goodness. I agree. Oh, I almost cried. But yeah, everything he's doing with Bray, I think that's the one thing. Like, because as much people as love Bray, I think that he's starting to get a little bit more. Like, people are starting to realize like who he is. Because I think that's the biggest problem with like these NXT guys that come over. They don't really like know who they are. And like Solo Sokoa is a perfect example. He's probably the first one that they brought up that they really haven't done anything to. He stated solo. He's done stuff, and the only they what they've done is added stuff, and the stuff they've added is Umaga's yep. finisher, which makes him even better because we love Umaga. He's yep. in the Samoa. We all like you know, like I was watching the Royal Rumble 2007 and him doing it to John Cena, and I'm like, yeah, it's just so like cool to see it like all these years later, so we don't forget. 
So 100% night is another one too. And this Bray, I think storyline is helping a lot because yeah. And, and, and Triple H is working on the bench because he knows it's only a matter of time before the, the mainstream stars are going to either be injured or they're going to go away or they're going to pull a exactly. Sasha and not come back. Well, so it's... We this on our on um, one of our discussions before. I mean, you have Randy Orton possibly not coming back. Right. AJ Styles has two years left. Yeah. You have... Ray's gone. You know, Ray's going to be gone. Yeah, it's so you sad. Have, it's so I sad. I mean, John Cena, obviously... Roman yeah. probably isn't that much longer either. Nope. When Roman drops that title, I bet it's at least six months we don't see him. Edge, yeah. Edge will be gone. Yep. I think I think this is going to be oh. it for Edge. That's what the I'm saying. Fame class in a few years is not going to be fun. We're going to be watching like all these guys give all the fame speeches. And like Finn watching. Balor, Damian Priest, they're 45. And that's old. why, honestly, it's I'm sick. That's why, honestly, Actually, go ahead. Priest is 38. Finn is 41. Yep. Okay, they're old. Isn't they're Shinsuke old up there too? Shinsuke is 40, 40, 40, 40, I think he's, 40. he's around 40 yeah. for sure. He's in his 40s. Yeah, and it made, it made me nervous when like Tegan came back and Mia Yim came back because then when I saw them wrestle, I'm like, holy cow, they, they need, they need to get in the ring with, with people that can help them. They, they keep putting them in with equal people to them. They're not getting better. But then that's the problem is, okay, once, once Charlotte and Becky and, and Bailey and, I guess Bianca, that's your new top four. Once they are fully ingrained in everything, and they can't have these matches all the time, they become more attractions than than anything. But I will say though that the crop of women in NXT right now is probably the best women's roster you, they've had in quite some time. You just finished my thought. That's what I'm saying. This past Tuesday, when all hell broke loose in that ring, I'm like, oh, the future's bright for the women's division because all of these women, and yeah, especially Zoe Stark. That girl's going to tear awesome. something up. I, I'm looking yeah, forward cool. to her completely. And don't sleep on Cora Jade. That girl can go. And, and there's so many of them. Yeah. Nikita, we could talk about. Uh, I mean, I'm not sold on Nikita. Now, now the one that everybody needs to just Tiffany, go Tiffany ahead, Stratton, go ahead and one. give her the mantle of the female Jeff Hardy, uh, Alba Fire. Yeah, she's yeah. doing the swan out there. She's doing all. Uh, it, it, uh, is it Isla or Isla Dawn? Isla Dawn. Isla Dawn. Isla Dawn. I, I, I really, I don't. I know she came from like NXT UK, and I really didn't watch too much of it. But she's really been impressive, and she's good. I'm hoping everybody sees it because she's. She's like, been good for, for yeah, years. Like, I saw her at a progress show like seven years ago. Yep, she was incredible. Yeah, the, the names I'm going to mention, I think Roxanne is going to just hold one title reign. I think they need to get her up because she's already oh, yeah. good. She's already able to, to make it work. But the na- the male name that I think is going to take the WWE main roster by storm by the end of this year, Braun Breaker. Yeah. He's ready. He's ready. Him and Carmelo Hayes, I think, too. Yeah. There's another one. Car- yeah, they, somebody over here in the chat said Carmelo Hayes, U.S. champion. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yes. Good show said it. Yes. 100%. I do agree with that. And Darby Allen very well could be world champion this year. That's not I mean, that's not a step out. Darby Allen could win that title this year. I don't think MJF drops the title this year. I don't think so. I don't either. think so either. I, I th- mean, yeah, I think he keeps it for like he's one of those like a Roman that But if he were to drop it, it's going to be to somebody like Darby. It's going to be another pillar. Well, maybe we maybe Ricky think. Starks. We have to think 2024 is coming. Is he good? Are most, we gonna do that the tease? Free of, agent. Yeah. Is he gonna take the belt? 
What what if he showed up in the Royal Rumble with the AEW belt? I know it would never happen, but just imagine uh, that. Imagine Hunter that pulled scene. a lot of strings. That's imagine, all you need to know. Imagine like that. Just like oh my god, that would be that would be insane. Oh, now I'm gonna be emotional. This is gonna be Mickey's last year. Mickey, oh James, well, Mickey James. It's gonna be her last I mean, year. We are forgetting what around since who, like 2000. Who could be? In she's the my number three of all time, man. I love yeah, Mickey I, James. I <laughs> it's crazy to think that she started. Like she's one that like really like she started as that crazy fangirl. Like remember, like that was, that was like great. She, yes, she was. She was amazing at that, and that was just like, and that where she where she's at now is great. Just yeah, I love watching like the evolution of all of these people. Just I from think- like the start. I think we're going to see Nick Aldis. Yes, we will. Yes, yes we sure. will. Yes, we will. And uh, spoiler alert, Charlotte Flair said on the bump, she wants Mickey James. Mickey, get your wow. butt back here. Get we your got, butt back here. We got 20-something <laughs> days to the Rumble. We could have a show. A sh- we could have a stare down. It's possible. I, I would love it. All right, let's 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 end this now. What an awesome show! I got a lot of editing to do on this to make it fit, but man, it's been worth it. I may not have to touch a thing. You guys are incredible. Thank you so much for being here tonight, helping me give out these awards to these very well-deserving uh, factions, tag teams, individuals, all the accolades they got. It's been a great year. Looking forward to 2023. It's already off to a hot start, and man, the Rumble's coming fast. So it's gonna be a great, great first season. Here we go, Tino. Plug yourself, man. Put yourself over. What you got coming up? Where can we find you on social media, sir? Well, you can find me at Tino's Time 1996 on all the social medias. As you said earlier, I'm live every day, Monday through Friday. I try to take Thursdays off, and you know, with the football season kind of coming to a close, that will work. But I'm live all the time. I got a few new series coming out. We're starting retro pay per views. So I'm going to start going to rewatch some of the old pay per views. And then I'm starting a series, Road to WrestleMania. So, like a weekly show during the Road to WrestleMania, talk all about all the news and notes. So maybe have you guys on sometime during awesome. it. Awesome. So, but yeah, just go follow me. I'm live all the time. Just go on there. And I'm sure I'm talking about some wrestling or football or something. And I also did, I know we didn't want to mention it. I didn't want to bring it up or anything, but I do want to say and take a moment and say a prayer for everything that happened with the Buffalo Bills guy. I don't yes. know if you guys saw that on Monday. Yes. That was awful and everything has happened. He's got some good news today. So I just want to take a second. To absolutely. Thoughts and everything. Thoughts and prayers to DeMar and his, DeMar and his family. Yes, absolutely. So, but yeah, guys, I appreciate all you guys having me on the show. It's, it was a good time. So thank you, Bama. And 100%. Thanks. Everybody. Thanks so much for that as well. And thoughts and prayers to the Rhodes family. The, Dustin and Cody lost yeah. their mom and Teal. They lost yeah. their mom. Well, it's, so. not, it's not uh, Cody and Teal's mom. Oh, that's right. It's just Dustin's mom. That's right. Yeah. Okay. Well, she's still. she's very much alive and well, Mama Mama Did, Cody Rhodes. Mama Cody Rhodes is yes. So sad to have yeah. just. Oh, we're uh, trying to start it off on a hot note, and God, like you know, what? we're going to test you first. Well, through testing comes the most precious metals. Ni- yep. Nikki, put yourself over, girl. What you got coming up, and what are you and Chelsea doing on Queens of the Ring? You mean Jen? Wait, Jen. My bad. My bad. My bad. I don't know where Chelsea came from. I'm sorry. I don't know. Yeah, no. Um, so we had our year end awards where we actually had more categories and kind of went off on a tangent. But, you know, we had GCW Star of the Year, News of the Year, you know, all that. So that episode dropped today. You can get it anywhere. Spotify, Apple, wherever you get podcasts. It's on YouTube as well. Queens of the Ring. Um, you can find me on Twitter at Nikki underscore zero four two two and same on Instagram and obviously QOTR podcast for Queens of the Ring. 
Apron, put yourself over, sir. Where can we find you on social media? What's coming up on the Apron Bump podcast? Yes, sir. Uh, at Apron Bump on all the social medias, Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, all that stuff. Uh, the Apron Bump podcast to cover a bunch of retro wrestling. Uh, just dropped an episode covering WCW, WCW Super Brawl 1996. Uh, next week, we'll be covering Progress Chapter 24. Following week, we've got some Ring of Honor from 2003. So all, all kinds of stuff on the apron bump. So go check it out wherever you listen on YouTube as well. And yeah, that's about all I got. Apron, how much fun are you about to have in May when Scott Hall comes down that ramp? <laughs> oh, man. That's, I can't come fast enough because the months before that are dreadful. <laughs> yeah. and again thank you all of you for joining us tonight on YouTube and on Twitch thank you so much for being a part of the Bammer Chatter show all of the information is below my Twitter my YouTube my Twitch my PayPal Uh, I'm not on TikTok much I am on Instagram a little bit more than I am there so if you want to come hang out with me anytime uh, we'll be doing a few shows here and there I'm actually doing a space tomorrow on um, hey Will what's up Allison yeah no it's okay I know you guys had your show to do I'm glad to have you 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 can watch the replay and let me know all your thoughts uh, tomorrow actually is my birthday, and so I'm going to be doing a space on Twitter. So if you guys want to come and, and just drop in, hang out, just say, hey, come in for five seconds and go, happy birthday, you, you suck, and then leave, uh, that's <laughs> fine. <laughs> then I would love to have you guys. So by all means. But yeah, that'll be 3 o'clock Eastern time tomorrow uh, for those of you watching this live. For those of you watching the replay, you missed it. I'm sorry, but thank you. Um, I appreciate it. Again, thank you guys so much for being here tonight. To Apron, to Kyle, and to Tino, you guys are amazing for giving up your evening to do this with me, and I hope you guys had fun all of you watching and listening i hope you had fun go like follow subscribe click the bell so every time we post a new video you'll get notified immediately thank you again to everyone who helps make the banner channel band the must most must see act on stage and so until the next time we drop the hammer we'll see you next time here on the bammer chatter have a good night everybody there's room for everything in pro wrestling. But Janina Brooke should be champion right now. How dare you, sir? That's what that's what you that's what you think, Rob? That's what I think. It doesn't matter what you think! It's whatever at this point. Goldberg's in the Hall of Fame. That made it irrelevant at that point. Are we wrestling nerds or not? No, we're not. We're cool guys. <laughs> and that's the bottom line, because Pam and Dave said so. 